My little flute benders, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. Uh, my name is Dan Scully. Uh, we're joined tonight uh, <laughs> by one of the uh, one of our Philadelphia uh, uh, friends and uh, longtime faves here on the show, Andy Elijah. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello, hello. So great to be back, guys. Yeah, thanks for being As here. As if we haven't just been together for the last three hours. <laughs> yeah, but it's I mean, it's great to be here. Yeah, it's thanks for coming back. You. What was the last episode you did with us? Um, I think year end actually it was 2017 in review. Oh yeah, so it's been like wow. about six months. Holy Wait, cats. Blade Runner was was before that? Yeah, right? it was, oh, it was wow. in September okay. 2017. Yeah, right so on. It's good to be here. Yeah, yeah. welcome back. It's good to have you. Welcome back. I've been enjoying. Excited. Ah, yeah. Yes. Uh, and I think all three of us ended up this week getting the opportunity to see Damsel, right? All yeah, Damsel's a badass movie, that, which I fucking loved. Uh, it's like maybe my favorite comedy this year. I did not expect it to even be yeah. a comedy, and it I, was so funny to me. Shout out to Robert Pattinson fans <laughs> on Twitter uh-huh. who have been. Uh, so I was able to write for uh, see it and write a review for Cinadelphia.com. Yes. Which is a website. You had a great review. Three of us. Movie. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That the three of us uh, write for. And I was surprised to see there's an incredible Twitter support for Robert Pattinson. There's a huge fan base online for him. Uh, which I guess isn't surprising, yeah. But it's pretty amazing that they still like come out for his projects, even though it's been like several years since he did anything remotely I, in that, like, in what you would call like a quote unquote fan universe. Yeah, you know, I tweet yeah. about movies and actors all the time. Yep. This I, I I tweeted one tweet about damsel and have been retweeted more than I've ever been tweeted in my it's, entire time. It's on still Twitter. going. Yeah, it's, it's still, still going. going. Yeah. I said something about the movie. Yep. And that went crazy. Yep. And then I said, oh, Robert Pattinson fans are really nice. Like, take yeah. that, Star Wars fans. The Twilight kids are, are better are better fandom or something yeah. to that, that effect. Yeah. And then that started going crazy. And then people started, like, cl- clapping back, we'll call it. Yeah, they started yeah. clapping back and being like, hey, we're not all kids. Yeah. We don't all love Twilight. Yeah. But thanks for the shout out. <laughs> like yeah, it was yeah. like all real cool shit. They were yeah. the nicest. Uh, yeah, they're so extremely positive. Yeah. like they, they, they love Robert Pattinson. Yeah. He's great, and he's great. He's a fantastic I, actor. I now want to seek out like the Cronenberg movie he did. There's like a bunch of yeah. stuff I want to go back and seek out because now between this and Good Time, he's like he's great. Mm-hmm. He's real great. He's, he's good, good in good the Rover. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if he I heard was Rover's good in the good. Rover, but <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was definitely. A, an interesting movie, and and he's great in Cosmopolis. Um, yeah, that's what I want to see. That movie is totally insane. Yeah, I saw that the same day I saw Compliance. Oh, interesting. Like theater that must have been confusing. It was a really <laughs> Cosmopolis and Compliance. Yes, it, yeah. honestly, in talking about it, I've fucked that up before. Cosmopolis. Co- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Something that you said once, Andy, has yeah. kind of memed at my work because I repeated it. Whoa. We were talking about pretty. What, now I can't remember the show. It's uh, the show pretty on HBO, liars. but you called Wait, it what? Pretty Little Big League, uh. <laughs> and that was the funniest thing. And so I used it at work, and it like took off. Wait, so what Little Big League? Pretty, pretty Little Big League, because you and I were once speaking about uh, Big Little Big Little big Fat Liar, Big oh Fat Liar, Big Little Little Big Lies, Pretty Little <laughs> Fat Liars. Little you lies? don't even know what it's called. Fat Big Lies, Fat Big Lies, Lies, okay. Sex Lies, Pretty, pretty Little Big Lies. Pretty, and you said Pretty Little Big League, oh, and okay. that, and I used that at work one day. Where we were just talking about that show, and no one could get the name right, and so I ah. threw out Pretty Little Big League, and yeah. it stopped everything. Okay. So thanks for that. Okay. You Anytime, memed at work. Man. People use it. All 
I feel like I that's can, why I, I never watched that show because I could just never remember what it was called. Everybody was like, "It's great." I'm like, "What's little it called?" They're like, "I don't know." Lies. It's the one big with the Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Big Little Lies. That sounds right. It's Big Fat Liar. <laughs> I don't know. With, it has it has Frankie Muniz, <laughs> Big Fat Paul Liar, Giamatti, Gerard, it was on HBO. Uh, probably Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> Uh, well, anyway, no, Robert Pattinson yeah, fans shout out came out, guys. and he really is a good actor, and it's just funny. You said it before we started recording, Andy, that the only Robert Pattinson fans out there are people like us that are like film nerds. They yeah. go, oh, he's actually good. And then people who understand him from Twilight and right. either hold on to that or caught on because he yeah. really is that good. I yeah. guess you might have like the Harry Potter fans, too. I always forget. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. He's in the fourth too. one? He's in the, th- I think he's in like the first four, maybe. Oh, is he in all of them? Uh, I forget what his I know he's like a big part of the fourth is. one, right? He's in the he's fourth the, one. He he's dies Cedric in the Diggory. One. Yeah. He, he dies in the fourth one. Which Cedric is like, Diggory. Cedric yeah, Diggory. I think, right. I think he's like yeah. the first person to get killed by, uh, what's his name? You know. Voldemort? Voldemort. Oh, yeah. I should <laughs> got guys, it. guys. Oh! Guys. That's against the rules. Yeah. Shit. Don't say it. Uh, so another thing we're doing on Cinadelphia.com right now, speaking yes. of, uh, is in celebration of the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park. Sorry for screaming into the mic, by the way. Oh, that's fine. No, that's what we do on this show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very shouty podcast. But what are we celebrating, Garrett? We're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park. Uh, oh. And we're doing that by uh, doing sort of, we everybody voted on their favorite yes. uh uh, summer blockbusters of the last 25 years right. uh, and so everybody's just doing kind of like round table reviews uh, yeah. or everybody's picking a movie and doing doing mm-hmm. a review of it um, so that's been going around and we decided to sort of pick up that torch as well yeah. uh, since it's also uh, on the eve or just now past yes. uh, of Jurassic World Fall I can never remember <laughs> the titles of Jurassic these movies. World, World Rogue Fallen. Nation yeah yeah <laughs> Jurassic exactly. Jurassic Kingdom Fallen World right, Welcome yeah. to the Jungle yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's got Kevin Hart. Yeah. No, it's so we're uh, doing Jurassic Park. That's yeah. what we're Jurassic doing Park tonight. tonight. Yeah. And it was the first time I had seen it in like ten years and Which I, is wild to me. I, yeah. I saw the three D re release. So I, which was what what like five five not even five years ago? Maybe like, like five that. years ago. I think yeah. it was yeah. probably around the twenty thirteen. Like so twenty thirteen. Yeah. 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 Right okay. now it just passed the twenty fifth anniversary of Jurassic Park. Oh, okay, right. Park, so. I wanted sense. to see that in the theater so much as a kid. Yeah, and me it too. just didn't happen because a kid's life was sometimes limited like that. Yeah. And but I was still mystified and like bought into all of the Jurassic oh, yeah. Park. I had the Muldoon figure. Uh-huh. I had the the right. uh, the T Rex that had Same the chunk here. that you could rip yeah, out of his side that. because the oh, dinosaurs would God, fight. I that too. And they'd rip the the windshield off of the little car. Yeah. <laughs> Just worthless pieces of plastic. Yeah. Had all of them. Hadn't even seen the movie. Yeah. Read like the child's novelization. And so the 2013 release was the first time I'd seen it on the big screen. And that, okay. wow. that's a pretty. That was a good time. Yeah, yeah. As, as I recall. Uh, I didn't That's see it in theaters moment. in 1993 because I, I was about seven or maybe even six at the time. But I believe that we got it um, for VHS during Christmas of that December 93. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like what would happen in the 90s was like I probably wouldn't go see like the big summer movies. I was like still a little young to go see some of those movies. Yeah. But then we would get them on VHS around Christmas time. And that day, like Christmas Day, would pop it in, you know, at like 10 a.m. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We, done with we did that with Independence Day. There you go. Yep. There you go. I remember I was begging my dad to rent Jurassic Park because I, I knew I wasn't going to see it in the theater because my parents just weren't going to take me. Yeah. And so I was like, you got to rent Jurassic Park. And I remember one day I was like, Dad, did you rent Jurassic Park? And he was like, no. I bought it. Because <laughs> <I was just laughs> like, ah! then I knew it wasn't going to be and like, he'll check it out and return it and yeah. say, yeah. maybe when you're older. Yeah. It was going to happen. It was, the, it was you know, chaos was introduced. <laughs> yeah, right. 
That's uh, I was not allowed to see PG thirteen movies until I was thirteen. My parents uh, were like very into that, that like you know following it's that. It's valid. You know? So, but what that meant was I had to find ways to see these movies. <laughs> you know, I never really got to see a lot of them in theaters, but as friends of mine got them on VHS and home video and stuff, I would like be able to maybe like get yeah. to see them. Yep. And so I remember my uh, my aunt uh, had this VHS of Jurassic Park, and I had been dying to see Jurassic Park. And so I just convinced her that my mom had given me permission to watch. She like knew, yes. but that my mom had a rule about that that yeah. I should not be. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I know. But I talked to my mom. I talked to her about this movie. <laughs> she knows about this movie. She said I can watch it. Like, and it was you know in an age before cell phones, so yeah. you know yes, there was no way she couldn't necessarily check on whether that was because I'm sure I was there because my parents were like out for the evening or something. <laughs> she was you like, know? and if just to shut you up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I got to watch Jurassic Park on VHS at my aunt's house when I was probably like, you know. 10 or something that's yeah. incredible yeah. that must have been such a catharsis so yeah. satisfying <laughs> yeah. and i remember being really scared by it i was like young enough oh, yeah. to be like scared oh by it's, it. it's yeah. scary even now yeah. watching oh, yeah. it that is when you're a, a kid it, it definitely plays as a horror movie there's, yeah there's no question about well that's that. we've talked about that on the show before that like spielberg is very much an underrated horror director mm. um he they, he doesn't because he doesn't really make horror movies but he makes a lot of movies with like horror elements and sequences in them and he's just such a great filmmaker that he makes some of the best like little horror moments and things. Horror and comedy are interlinked in that they're the only kind of thing that in you when you consume it, it actually evokes a physical reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Successful comedy is supposed to make someone laugh, which is a very mm-hmm. weird thing. And you have to feel a fear response uh, watching a horror movie. And so I think that the reason that some horror movies are better at that is because they can speak a cinematic language that kind of physically takes you there. Yeah. And because... Because of Steven Spielberg's strength as a storyteller, it's why his horror works, even though he's not really making horror movies. Yeah. And he also has to do it for children, right? Like, exactly. I mean, yeah. he, he always, he's a director who, unless he's making like one of his R-rated films, is usually making movies with children in mind. Mm, and, like Munich. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is scarier? Um, but yeah, and when you think about it, <laughs> when you think about it, like he... You know what the scariest thing is what you don't see, right? That whole like that old John Carpenter saying, I believe. Yeah. And when you're making horror for kids, though, like you can't be that graphic, but you have to, you know, really make it scary through reference, through mm-hmm. suggestion, and mm-hmm. and like through the simple, you know, tricks of timing and you know framing, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know pacing and all that. Those moments of tension that he builds up. Which in scenes like the uh, like the kitchen raptor scene, and there's just so many scenes in this movie that are, that just play like gangbusters for adults, but also like a child can read that cinematic language mm-hmm. as well and like get freaked out by it. Mm. That's I think the things. So we're gonna get into this too. I don't want to get like too heavy on Fallen spoilers Kingdom. for Fallen Kingdom yeah. necessarily. Maybe later, maybe yeah, deep we, in the we episode, can back, we, can, we can get back to that Yeah, later. deep in the episode, we can get to it. But I do think that's one of the things that, like, is missing from pretty much every Jurassic Park sequel is the actual tension. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, ne- I, I never feel that real tension. In, and even in Fallen Kingdom, which I enjoyed to some extent, oh, like, I, yeah, I didn't think that, like, any of those scenes had any, like, real tension to them or anything. No, no, you know? no. It, you never yeah. feel it. I think Lost World captured a little bit. It of does like a little the, bit. Spiel, I mean, Spielberg's, Spielberg's good at Spielberg that. Spielberg in a yeah. bad day is better than a lot of people in a great day. Yeah. Um, my problem with the with the Jurassic Park sequels is that by the nature of what they are, they have to strain credibility. Yeah. And the only way to strain credibility to the point where everyone's just willing to let dinosaurs be a thing is you have to have 
increasingly dumb characters. <laughs> and that's what divorces me from all of those movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the second one strains credibility. The third one throws it out the window, and the last two just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> they, they, in my opinion, yeah. they shit all over. Uh-huh. It, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. It's a big... That's a big pile of shit. But That's Jurassic one World Fallen Kingdom, still the fifth best dinosaur movie ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that, I have to absolutely be in. I, I might even think it's one of the like second or third ones. Yeah, it's definitely the second best of the series. I that think. is so crazy. Probably. <laughs> When's no the last question. time you watched The Lost World? Uh, I watched The Lost World like last year, actually. Really? Maybe a year and a half ago. And so. that was not better than <laughs> Well... Like, I well, feel like your doctor saying you yeah. might want to get a second opinion <laughs> is a better experience than watching Fallen Kingdom. That movie was... But I, I am happy that you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I, know it's I, just... I definitely liked it. But also part of me went in, you know, looking for what I would like. Like, I, I, I when everyone's shitting on, like, a big movie, I have a tendency to kind of go contrarian at that point. What's weird is I do, you know? too. Yeah. And it still, yeah, it still like... Sucked. It's yeah. still, like... I will say I had a very bad night. Because I, in my head, I was like, I am going to go to the Chinese <laughs> yeah. buffet. I'm going to eat like a motherfucking oh my king. Going to head oh. out to the, and so in, so it's just one of those things. And then so the Chinese buffet like was disgusting. You were having like living nightmares. Did you go to Ruby buffet? I went dude? to Ruby buffet. Oh my god. Okay, so okay, so it, I had never been there. I mean, I've, I've, I've never been, been there, in the there either. But I've always considered it whenever I drive. I remember past, thinking but... it was bad, but I was like, yeah, right. And I don't want to throw shade at Ruby buffet. They're doing uh, their thing. But it was yeah. just like, it was a. It was really bad. And <laughs> bad Chinese food is not a problem for me. Yeah, it's not a problem. Apparently, and, it is though. <laughs> but it, but it was, and it was right. one of those where I was like fighting my way through one plate, one plate at a buffet, yeah. just to get as much of my thirteen dollars worth as I could. And so I made up for it in soft serve, and I got to Jurassic Park, and I was just like, "All right, let's just watch some dinosaurs eat people." And about five minutes into it, I was like. I'm like all the fuck out on this movie yeah. entirely. I yeah. was completely divorced. Wow. And it so maybe it was the day, but I just I, I really hated that movie. I, I mean, I can get on board with a lot of those criticisms because I don't think it's a very good movie. Yeah. There's so many and there's I should so, love what you love about it. Yeah. I really should because there's dinosaurs eating people. Once it gets to the but, house, it's like this is the dumbest yeah, fucking like shit I've ever seen. Yeah, it it really was that because I was honestly like the, the volcano sequence is very cool. It's, it's really when good. he's rolling away from the lava. That oh, that was, was actually great physical comedy. Fun, yeah, despite the fact that I was like, and they were just, that was the plan. Yeah, they were just gonna let him die, and then that Th- girl was gonna that, leave with them. That yeah. makes that part made no sense to me. Like no I was sense. like, what? So you just you just left him there? He was on board for I bringing mean, him home, and you yeah. could have just brought him home, and then you'd be like, dude, we're putting him in a. I mean, yeah. spoilers, yeah. spoilers. We, uh, I, no, not quite. Okay, <laughs> things, aren't, things aren't what they seem yeah. because yeah. this is a goddamn movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's if you've seen the trailer, yeah. you know that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously that Rafe Spall and his weird lisp were up to no good. Uh, yeah, I yeah. liked him in that movie a lot, really? actually. I, I hated him yeah. so, and I like him. Yeah, but every time he talked, I was like, "You are choking your accent yeah. out of existence, and it's not working. Yeah. And there's no reason you shouldn't have the oh. Uh, and why is it that like having why? a lisp makes you a bad guy? But it just. What's I weird thought is he was he, just he so He didn't have any me. bite. He just yeah. felt like such a little penis. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know, know. I like that. I honestly, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. As I like I say that. it. I totally yeah. get it. I, yeah. I, I but, think he was like supposed to basically be like Elon Musk, but like dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I've never what's seen Elon a Musk's video of, accent. I've never heard. I, him I, speak. I don't know. I think he's like an American. But he's dude. German now. I could totally see him. He went to. We make dinosaurs to send space. Okay. We're doing. Was that Tommy Wiseau? Is he not? If if ever they make Donald Sauce out of the past, 
no, but Elon Musk actually went no to oxygen. Wharton. It takes care of everything. So, yeah. So we, Elon Musk has that local connection for us here in Philly. Is yeah. he a local guy? Uh, no, he went to Wharton, though. Just like, you know, know, fuckface in chief. Actually, the uh, name Elon Musk sounds like a type of dinosaur. <laughs> we have Velociraptors. Elon Musk. Compsognify. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Lost world. Now. No, Compsognathus. They're the little chicken ones. Oh. That eat the little girl in the second one. The oh, second one's good. Dude, you got Lost World I lo- is legit. I do love the trailer sequence. It goes, the it, it trailer goes to a sequence. house. The, yeah. the, the whole oh, yeah, trailer yeah. sequence is really trailer good. sequence is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I think that that movie has a couple amazing sequences. Jurassic World we're talking uh, about? No, Lost World. Lost, Lost World, World, okay. But the raptors in, so the, in the cornfield? Yeah, yeah. But oh, Fallen great. Kingdom overall is a better movie, though. It has more, it has an actually, in my mind, a successful emotional through line. But Lost World is asking me to buy uh, Jeff Goldblum as some type of a uh, action hero, and it just as Ian Malcolm, and it just it just automatically fails. From I agree there. that that's that's what a, a fatal flaw in the movie is yeah. trying to make him an action hero because it doesn't work. But what's weird is my argument is it's like I don't care. It's more fucking Ian Malcolm. Bring <laughs> yeah, it yeah, on. He's yeah. he's the best. Yeah. And I wish I could apply that to the new Jurassic but, but World. Go whatever dinosaurs go go. Would never go back. And then he's back in Fallen Kingdom as somebody who's just completely all for like. Well, he's back because his his lady's back there, right? That's a good point. Well, still, I mean, it's it's a thing, you know. It's not. It's it's apparently apparently a lady is there, according to him in this movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's always looking for the next. I remember correctly, it's Julianne Moore, which is great. Yes, and the dinosaur the dinosaur eats a dog. (laughs) That's so. Oh yeah, that's right. And his leash is hanging. The chain that he's on is hanging out of his mouth. There's a good. uh, There's that good sequence with the waterfall too, where the T Rex head is like coming in out of the waterfall. So good. Yeah, yeah. I I would like good. to watch Fallen Kingdom after having a decent meal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I think would work better. I, mean, I I am open to admitting that the meal affected my experience. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in a pretty fundamental way is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it I was know. really bad. I know this is. Oh, I know it and is really that bad. That put me in such a funk, and I really yeah. did not feel well after eating it. <laughs> so that could have been very instrumental. For yeah. my like repulsed reaction to Fallen Kingdom, yeah. So I would watch it again while I'm doing like a really long set of dishes yeah. or something. I don't know. Well, I'm not distracted. I'll probably find love there because I think Jay Bayona is an incredible director. He, yeah. I, that, I, think I he's do really think it's good. A really and well he directed did some really movie. cool stuff. Yeah, there's but a I think lot that of the cool, brand that cool Jurassic parts. World has taken visually. Yeah. Um, you know he he tweaks it towards his his look a little bit, but there is a brand that yeah. there's like it looks like a, like Mario. I don't know. Like, yeah, I agree. And that doesn't feel like Jurassic Park to me yeah. as per what we just watched. For sure. <laughs> like here's yeah. a, here's something that I can't say about the new Jurassic Park that I can say about the original. They had real leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No real leaves yeah. in in the Jurassic worlds. That's so weird to me. Yeah. It just seems so fundamentally unimaginative. Yeah. And that I don't know. That that's where my my sourness comes from. That and the fact that the uh broccoli and chicken was like rubbery in a way that felt undercooked. <laughs> that was uh, that was upsetting to me too at the time. So uh, it's. Really I mean, I know this is a terrible argument to to make about a movie, but it's. Yeah. I I keep. We've talked about this a couple times at this point, but like, I'm now. I'm kind of trying to get myself in the mindset of like this. This is at this point like a a modern Friday the Thirteenth series. <laughs> yeah, that's you really know. Good the, it's like it's. This is the fifth one. Every franchise hits that exception yeah. impossible. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's the fifth one. Most of them have not been good. You know what I mean? Like we can make yeah. arguments about which ones we like Just the get best it, yeah. of them, 
you know, which ones right. are the best of the sequels, but like none of them are really that good. Yeah, there's yeah. the people in those movies also behave extremely stupidly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so it's like we're five but deep that wasn't at this always point. Part of the brand, I agree. Is the thing. Yeah, and with Jurassic Park, especially watching this now, like yeah. almost cemented my my hatred, not hatred, yeah. just my distaste for for sure Fallen Kingdom because it's just I don't. There's such a gulf. And <laughs> it's a huge goal. And you're watching this movie about the hubris of technology. Yeah. When it becomes too big, it can topple over. And I'm just yeah. watching it happen to what this movie becomes. And it's just very, yeah. it's just good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just but so. But at the same time, when the dinosaur's ramming his head into the wall to bust yeah. him out of jail, yeah. awesome. It's so much I, fun. I was just so pleased with how stupid of a B movie it was. <laughs> it was yeah. stupid. And, and if it were, sh- it's like a behemoth, as all these movies have become at this mm-hmm. point. If it were like 30 minutes shorter, I think it probably would actually be like a yeah. pretty digestible like really just like crazy movie i would but, i would opt yeah. 45 minutes shorter yeah i, I would too oh i know exactly what i cut and the it would be it would 85 be minutes long there's great ideas but they could have been cleaned up yeah. yep wait, wait is that 45 minutes off of that about uh, yeah i guess no, it'd be about, about 85 minutes 75 minutes long yeah. Perfect. No, no. Yeah. I, this there's a there's an hour and 45 minute movie in this that i think is passable yeah potentially but you know well i think that the thing i liked about fallen kingdom and it's interesting because I think it in talking to talk about Jurassic Park, you sort of have to talk about the new one first because it's also mm. like pretty fresh in our minds. Yeah. But I think that um, the thing I liked about it the most is that it, like you said, it, it is a Bayona movie and the other movies and obviously Lost World is like Spielberg, of course, but you know, you really get the sense. It's the only movie since the first one that actually feels distinct, mm. that feels unique, that doesn't feel just like a retread of the first one. And, it's you know, true. it definitely has like uh, it actually shares a lot in common with with the Lost with World, World yeah. in that, you know, they go back to try to like, you know, on a rescue mission, that rescue mission kind of bleeds over into like the mainland. And then there's like major consequences for mm. that. So it's basically the same thing but you know bayona like there's so many amazing striking images that are like reminiscent of the fact that he's like you know primarily like a horror director you know mm-hmm. but the cool thing is that i don't know if you guys have probably seen the impossible right yeah, yeah. Ewan McGregor and i have Watts. not but i think i've seen some of the like pretty yeah. uh yeah. harrowing sequences and, like, from it in that, that's right. a divisive movie too i know a lot I of know, people man. really dislike I, the impossible that's but, a good movie though i mean a lot of the impossible you know you i could see people not liking it but one thing you must admire about the movie is just the whole tsunami sequence. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's unreal. It's it's so riveting. And and you can tell in watching the volcano sequence here that yeah. it's like, oh, that's a lot. You see a lot of that uh, DNA, <laughs> if you will, yeah, yeah. from yeah. the impossible. So you and can then tell- in the impossibles too, <laughs> Jack-Jack got powers. Jack-Jack got powers. No, I think that you're right. There is there is a lot of that there. I, I, I think I'm also distasteful towards just the the way the brand looks yeah and i think those aspects of the movie that they can't get rid of because i do respect the idea that they went for something yeah Yeah, i I won't i won't deny that but it's just come on the script is is stupid in a way that if it was gunning for stupid i would be all in yeah but it's the first one of these movies smart and deep but even even like we'll say the the final thing at the end it's emotional but it's not particularly thorough or interesting it's the first movie of this whole series that actually got me to feel something for the dinosaurs i'm very happy to hear that i'm very happy because i really wish i could but i felt for the one brachiosaur in that one shot but at the same time i was just like that looks like it was drawn in crayon i hate it like (laughs) oh man but that 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 chicken was so 
rubbery so and uncooked. Yeah, and I like that. that You're probably scene. looking at the brachiosaurus but, and thinking about your rubbery broccoli but I, chicken. I am saying I did feel <laughs> in that in that yeah. scene for the brachiosaurus. But well, someone comes up to me and says, "Would you like to go to Jurassic Park?" Except now there's like very little security. I'd be like, "No." <laughs> yeah. And if they said, "Would you like to go to an island where there is a volcano that, per what the news said, could go off any minute?" That was a quote. It may, no. Yeah. Would you like to go to both of those things? Sign us all up. Let's bring two kids. Yeah. It's it's so insane to <laughs> me no that was, by the time it's all unspooling, I was just like, well, fuck these so, people, yeah. fuck these yeah. dinosaurs. It is very clear to me that the best course of action would have been to just let all of them die. It's it just seemed, and so yeah. at that point, I'm out. I, I think you're right, and and it's it's <laughs> it's obvious though that like after the first one. They should have learned their lesson. Yeah. Every single sequel is just an exercise in pure stupidity. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like but they, they didn't they done for it. They it they out. worked their way. They tried to like work around that. I don't know. Yeah. I, it felt is, like it was trying to be smart. And how, I was like, this is not how very does InGen have any money at all <laughs> at this yeah. point? They've literally had five disasters in twenty five years and like yeah. a death toll of. That at by by the time Fallen Kingdom comes around, they have like a death toll <laughs> yeah. that is basically in the hundreds. Yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. like they're they're on like MacGruber levels <laughs> yeah. of, of fucking death at yeah. this point in time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they the fact up. that they're still trying to yeah. like get some type of profit and gain out of the dinosaurs is, is just kind of laughable. And that's the kind of thing that you don't think about unless you actually see the scenes showing in the franchise. Yeah. And so and and yeah and and fallen kingdom i enjoyed a lot in, you know in spite of those scenes that were obviously showing yeah because i could tell that like they were trying like i could tell that they were trying to do something new my big thing was like it's bafflingly stupid like it is the whole thing is like so ridiculous in a way that i very much appreciate because it allows for just i think you know there's part of me that i can't tell if i so i think the big mistake it makes is like it thinks we care about those characters yeah. We I we don't what give a shit about those. I, yeah, I I, yeah, exactly. But my Uber driver on the way over, and if he's listening, I'll give you a shout out. Um, was I asked him like, you know, what what is it that he liked about the new Jurassic World movies? Yeah. We were talking about them. And he's like, oh, well, I love Chris Pratt. I love anything yeah, that but he's in. I know, but like, wow. so he has that appeal. I know he does, he but it's like he. It's because they like Chris Pratt. It's not because yeah. that character and is actually. Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's he's not playing, that that character yeah. is a good or interesting character. He's playing a less nerdy, more broy version of yeah. Star Lord. Yeah, and I just I don't give a shit about what happens to him or what he does or how he you know interacts with things. It doesn't matter to me. I don't buy his chemistry with Claire at all. I don't mm. buy her chemistry with him. Well, and she's two different people T- entirely in the, in the two just, movies. Yeah, she's yeah, completely two different people. But yeah. that makes sense though because. It does make sense it changed her. Yeah. But we didn't witness that arc in that movie. Yeah. Is what I would, and I, I will say this. She picks up the gun, I didn't though. care for Jurassic World. I rewatched it over like a three-segment thing yeah. like the day before I saw Jurassic World because that's just where I had time. You watched Jurassic and World the day before you saw Jurassic, Jurassic World. Jurassic World, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, goes protocol. Yeah. <laughs> it goes and protocol. The, uh, it, I liked it better that way. Yeah. So I imagine when this is on HBO and I inevitably watch it again. Yeah. It, yeah. I'll probably feel better about it, and I'll eat. I'll probably have like something real good to eat. Yeah, beforehand. It, it's goofy as, as hell, diner, but I just, I, I, it's. I, I wish feel, it was goofy. Yeah, though. yeah. It felt so like serious and yeah. and I don't know. It just, it just. Uh, I, once it got to like the auction, I was like, okay, this <laughs> oh, this movie at least like I think it understands how fucking ridiculous it is. I, I, I love that true. part because cool. they're just doing it. Cool. You know, like that was the. Oh, I did too. I'm saying I'm literally complimenting it right now. Like I liked that scene. But That's I'm saying my like favorite you, sequence in the movie for yeah. sure. But you get to that scene and it's like 
that scene doesn't happen in a movie that is like, and this is a real serious thing that yeah, we really yeah. think. You know, I feel like the that like you only get to that scene when you're like, we're gonna get pretty fucking wild here. We're we're yeah. really gonna like go for yeah. it. And I think by the you know without having spoiled, I think by the time you get to the end of the movie, it's like they are shooting for the moon with this movie. Yeah, that, oh, you yeah. know what I mean. Like when they got to the end, that was one of those things where the end. My my immediate reaction was. Oh my God! Fuck you! Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I felt that so hard. Yeah, but the, bless, bless you. you. And the more that I think about it, though, because of the distance from it, I'm just like, well, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna yeah. watch what happens now because this is. And that's where I'm at with these movies, where it's just like, I guess I'm just not there yet. The first one's just so magical yeah. and deep. Yeah, and these ones just are. I, you know, they're like a candy that I, I agree. It's like a big box of nerds. Like the, it's good, yeah. but I've had enough nerds for today. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the end of Fallen Kingdom, like I was saying to you guys earlier, I can't believe that that it's the same universe as the first movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, okay. So where they're going with the third movie in the Jurassic world trilogy, like you're really, you're really telling me that, yeah. that this is the same universe as the 1993 Jurassic park. Like it seems like worlds apart. At that point. <laughs> yeah. It's a complete rebranding. Yes. So it's speaking the action of that, figure place at the movie, but what, so maybe that's a good transition into what, what was it like watching it tonight? Like what worked for, you know, in terms of our experience of watching the original. The original Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just as incredible as ever, for sure. Oh, yeah. This movie fucking holds up uh, yeah. in, like, every way you could imagine. Mm. You know what I mean? I was it's, amazed at yeah. how... I haven't seen it in 10 years. I was amazed at how many parts of it were still just branded into my memory. Yeah. Just, like, straight up. It's just in my long-term memory at this yeah. point, you know? It's just a movie that... it. It works because you have these great characters. Like I know these characters' names. Mm. I like I, I love these characters. And I don't think that is necessarily because I saw it when I was 10, you know? It's a movie that fucking works. Mm. I, I immediately understand who Dr. Grant is within like mm. two scenes, you know? Uh and so you just I don't know, you buy Dr. Him. Alan Grant. Yeah, you buy can we try and name them all? Is it Ellie Ellie Sadler? Sadler. Uh I think it's Robert e Muldoon. Yeah, Robert Muldoon, Ian Malkin. Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Uh uh Mr. What's Attenborough's name? Uh John Hammond. Yeah, John, John Hammond. Hammond. Um What are his kids? what are his grandchildren? Timmy Tim and, and Alexa. Alexa. Alexis. Lexi? He calls her Lexi, I think. Am I right? Lexi, about that? yeah. We'll we'll go with Lexi. Safe yeah. bet. Dennis Nedry. Dennis yes, Nedry. Dennis Nedry. Oh, uh, what's Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. Samuel L. Hold on to your Butson. <laughs> Mr. I don't know his name. <laughs> it's Hold R on to your J. Butson. <laughs> yeah. I really right. don't know his name. I'll look it up so that people who are yelling on the podcast now will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> while they're listening. That, to that this. might be. Is that the only character we can't name? Oh, oh what's oh, the and, lawyer's uh, name? Gennaro. Well, Ian Malcolm, obviously. Name, right? Gennaro. Right? Gennaro. Yeah, Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Oh, uh, what's the guy's name? Arnold. Mr. Arnold. Mr. Oh, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. And then a bunch of other workers that presumably have all been killed by dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. last one of them. Yeah. Or that they, is, maybe that yeah, that's, that's true. There's an yeah. enormous crew in the opening scene yep. of this movie that are never seen. A lot of people are there. When there's a storm coming. Oh, what was that? right. Isn't that what Dennis is trying to get to? Dennis like is trying to get to the ship that's island? leaving. Oh, okay. So, okay. so they got I those people I think they might have gotten yeah. on there, but yeah. I feel a lot better about that. We don't that. know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Because now that like I had never thought about that before and watching it this time, I was like, these poor people. Yeah. Well, that's what I did. They're just like that one issue, though, is that they're like people. People are dying. People have died. People are dead. I'm like, I actually think at this, I think there's just one person it's that we just know. The lawyer. Of. Just yeah. the lawyer. Yeah. Right. Like, Nedry's dead, but you don't know that yet. Yeah. Or you haven't found his body. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. But whatever. But they could just clone Gripes. the people back. <laughs> yeah. it's the, I, I love is that, uh, uh, that's another thing, at least to connect it to Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. I love that one of the characters that is a through line now is B.D. Wong's character. Yes. Woo. Yeah. I, uh, woo. 
And, and what happened to him, too, by the way? I guess they all left. I guess he was on that, that he got, boat. He got so on why, that boat, why did they leave? But he comes back, and now he's he's this mad sense. with, he's drunk with power. Yeah. Like, I create dinosaurs with abandon. I am New God. Yeah. I am B.D. Wong. Yeah, and, and there's not even a just tiny kind of a hint of that in guy. this one at all. Yeah, yeah. He's just a he was just like a an actor who got a, a good little tiny part that was yeah. like you're gonna look good in a spirit. I don't know movie. why they picked him to be the through line in the yeah. series. Well, he's I mean, around and he's yeah. doing stuff. I mean, this he's is, on Gotham. This is not a great excuse, but so I, I'm into it. But I think this is what these movies are trying to do, right? And again, this is I don't necessarily like this, but this is I think what they give us is just like. It's all fucking. This is uh, capitalism gone rampant, right? Yeah. And so, like somebody like Wu, who in the first movie doesn't seem like somebody that is like interested in anything beyond the actual science. Once you get to Jurassic World, and we find out they're giving him tons of money mm-hmm. to like do this crazy sure. thing he probably shouldn't be doing. He's just yet another person in a long chain of people yeah. that are yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's been being corrupted. Spoil- corrupted and spoiled. Oh, that's so by sad. He's so earnest. And yeah, well, he's, he was a young idealistic yep. scientist. Yes, yeah. I, so I think that is now. one of the like quote unquote themes of this series, and that yeah, that, yeah. that uh, unfortunately it's like they keep recycling that as the reason we keep going back to the island. But, and but the reason I do like keep, that they're yeah, parsing right. it out where it's like, okay, we we've discovered dinosaurs. Then it's okay, we've got to rescue the people from the dinosaurs. Yes. And then the other ones, oh, we got to you know rescue more people from the dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. right. Then it was oh, now we've got to rescue the dinosaurs from the people. And yes. So they're it's yeah. still basing all of the conflict around the question of we got drunk with power and right. unextincted. That, that's something that I appreciated about the Jurassic World movies is that they brought the term unextinct into it. Yeah. Was it de-extinct? De-extinct. That's yeah, the word, yeah. de-extinct. Mm, yeah. uh, because that turns it into... I could hear that in the real world. Yes. That's a yeah. real world thing where if dinosaurs did happen, it would get to the point where some people would make a strong case for yeah. we may have de-extincted them, but yeah. they are alive. And yeah. then, you know, uh, Chef Goldblum saying, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you know, we, we shouldn't have done it. So let's is, not let's cut our losses. This was an alteration of nature and nature's should fix itself. You yeah. know, this is yeah. a tone, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I think it's interesting that like you know the interesting thing about this movie Jurassic Park is that by the end of the movie the conflicts have been resolved like everybody's learned their lesson yes even John Hammond he's like you know there's that big line at the end where Grant goes I have to say I don't think I'm going to support your project I've decided not to endorse the park right so have I and like that's the end of the movie and and yet you know you have four or five more of these movies and it doesn't really make sense because you, you'd imagine by the end of, and then they, but they just make it work by shoehorning and these like, oh, and Dr. Hammond had a, you know, best friend and colleague and they've started it all here. Here's Lockwood. Mm, you yeah. Know. yeah. yeah. He has so the that same does make sense if you think does. about it in terms of like the universal monsters. The T Rex has become sort of a universal yes. monster. Yeah. Frankenstein's great. And this is a Frankenstein story. Oh, yeah. Man, you I know, thought man about that a lot it. actually. In this is very, and oh, okay. He's yeah. a, Hammond is Frankenstein. Yeah. Frankenstein did not necessarily, and actually, it's explored very so well. The young Frankenstein, Hammond's of all monster, things, oh, yeah. did not necessarily right. want to do it. But then, when when the power was introduced, got immediately drunk with it, and then realized he overstepped his bounds. Yeah. Classic Frankenstein story. Yeah. And so they did that. But then we make Bride of Frankenstein, and then we make you know Son of Frankenstein, Frankenstein and, and versus Wolf versus Wolf Frankenstein, yeah. Freddy versus Frankenstein, and like yeah. <laughs> Freddy, but Freddy got fingered. <laughs> in that sense, it almost makes. It almost comes full circle that we would come back to what looks like a haunted old house yes. for something like Fallen yeah. Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, in that sense, where it's a universal monster, it, it makes sense. But 
Like Frankenstein meets the Wolfman is is not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very it's bad a, movie. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. Yeah, this is a there's yeah. there's a there's I a, th- a, a black lagoon one where he walks yeah. around in a suit, ar- ar- <laughs> arguing like a about tie. like That's for real. <laughs> are we serious? Yeah, he becomes so humanoid and just like like eroded away by they just needed to make this monster that he's just like he's like attorney at law. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that. Bad. I want to see that movie. And, <laughs> I mean, I think obviously arguing against like sequels and the unnecessary exactly. is basically like you know man yells at cloud. And I'm the biggest you know, advocate in the point, world whatever. of just keep them coming because I'm yeah. gonna go see them. You might I'll see the him. next one. Might You're gonna be have good. my ass in that seat like exactly with keep an opening coming. week. Fuck yeah! I mean, I'm if the series proves anything, it's that life. Uh, Finds, finds a way. way. <laughs> like, we're gonna and, keep getting and these that's movies. The thing. I, I yeah. want to like the new one more than I did because. Yeah, but I, I know. Just, I, I know. Was, so where do you think this movie lands in Spielberg's uh, filmography? I so I feel like this oh, this kind of gets talked about as like ultimately lesser Spielberg. Like people seem mm-hmm. to go like, yeah, I love Jurassic Park, but like when you I look, think that's changing lately. When you though. look at the big uh, hole of I, Spielberg, it's like, but, but I yeah, I I feel like since it's, our it's generation, good. since our age, like born in the mid eighties, yeah. Um, you saw has, at the time has it come for to, us. Yeah, yeah. Like, now that we're like kind of the the thirty somethings who are kind of running, not running things, but like we're controlling more of the narrative. <laughs> Do not associate me with the people who are running things. <laughs> <laughs> we're running. We run shit. Yeah. Now that we're sort of controlling more of the narrative, though, I think Jurassic Park has definitely gone up and up and yes, up absolutely. in yeah. estimation. Yeah, in, it in shaped Spielberg's our taste. And so yeah. our taste is yeah. is aligned with it. And yeah. I think it's genuinely just like up there with it's like some really of his good. best stuff. It, yeah. It's really like we were talking about as we were watching it that it, uh, Dean Cundey shot this movie. Yeah, uh, who was one of Carpenter's uh, DPs. He yes. did. Uh, I think almost all of Carpenter's but movies. Yeah, his, he did. He did Halloween, I think. He did um, The Thing. Yeah. He did, like, his, I think all he of did, his best work. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. did a bunch. And uh, you can, I think, kind of see that on this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a way that he shoots light and shadow and stuff that is, yeah. um, you can feel in the Carpenter movies that he worked on. Especially uh, with the sequence that we were saying, with any of the, like, indoor dark sequences yes. where, you know, uh, Laura Dern is running away from the raptors. Yes. Like, that's straight yeah. up out of The Thing. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I clicked Steven Spielberg on IMDb to see what the movies he's known for is. Yeah. To see if that's because those are the ones that right. are most popular. Yeah, it's that Jurassic weird. Park is not on there. Would yeah. you like to take a guess as to oh, what is as to Spielberg's best Terminal. movies? What's his number one? It's it's very obvious Raiders when you think about Star. it. What's, what's number one? What's the one that film nerds like and people who want to like good movies really, really like? Because I mean it's it's the Lincoln? best movie about what it is. Schindler's List. Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, that just that's just a good movie, oh, yeah, yeah. but it's been around like everybody yeah. loves Which, Schindler's by list. the way, we cannot forget that Schindler's List came out the same year as this movie. Did yes. it really? Yes. 1993. Well, that's just my Summer was Jurassic Park. Winter was Schindler's List. This was like an what era of his career beast. where he kept doing that. He kept putting out like yeah, two movies true. a year and they were always like a fun movie and a serious movie, like yeah, back yeah, to yeah. back. Yeah. And he still kind of does that. By yeah. It, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I believe I'm not. I'm, no, Raiders I was four. I believe that George Lucas even came on board to help with some of the post-production of Jurassic Park. I think I've heard that, that point, somewhere as well. Uh, Spielberg had kind of moved on. So like he was really busy with Schindler's List mm. and Lucas kind of came on board. Which he makes was sense, like, right? Hey, totally. Lucas, you want to play with my dinosaurs? He <laughs> yeah. <was> like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And did it. The uh, other, any guesses yeah, wait, the other so two? Is it not more Indiana Jones movies? Can I just not ask more that Indiana generally? Jones? Jaws, okay, that's good. Jaws is not Jaws, uh, but yes. in terms of Jaws, what's like the other Close big? No, what's like the movie? Dude, I don't even know if I like I this don't movie. Know. E. T. 
Oh, oh yeah. As yeah. Of, and then the other is. one is is we're we'll be here forever if I don't do it. Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. Those are, so, yeah so it's so hard Jurassic to think Park. because he like that yeah. he's uh, you know, he's such a great journeyman. He's done so many different kinds of movies. Mm. Uh, it, it suddenly becomes difficult to think about like what would his best ones be. But okay, so nineteen forty one. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even in the ter- terminal. In terms of those four movies, then and then try and put Jurassic Park on that list. Like like, is that. Do we think Jurassic Park is better than those movies? Does it sit among those movies? Is it definitely? It's so hard to it's compare. Like I know I, my favorite historical picture of his. Yeah, I would say is probably Munich. Yeah, I like Munich. But a lot. like my favorite blockbuster, like yeah, I don't know what to categorize this because I would think of like Minority Report as a blockbuster, but I feel like those are, or maybe that is on brand with this. I really don't. Uh, yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? Yeah. A, this reminds me of Jaws a lot. For sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think Jurassic yeah. Park might be my favorite. I yeah. think it might. I don't know if it's his best, but it's hard to say something yeah. objective. Yeah. But like you said, though, he has he at this point in time, he has, you know, multiple speeds, but yeah, yeah. multiple styles, but everything's still falling in, in a in a very distinct Spielbergian. This still has that Amblin feel to it, yeah. I think, right? It does. You know? It absolutely does. And it has real yeah. leaves. <laughs> yeah. Real yeah. live leaves. What do you leaves? mean real leaves? Whenever you see jungle stuff in the new Jurassic Park, those movies, aren't real leaves. It's just it, it's just like these matte painting backgrounds of CGI, right. and with a couple like real leaves in the foreground, and Chris Pratt doing Iron Man arms at raptors that aren't really there. Right now, and Dan is doing the whole uh, yeah the, palms out. The, stay there, stay, stay there, there. Yeah. stay there. No, like it's, me. Said, it's me. It's like me. Apparently, the trick to hypnotizing raptors is you just got to talk to them like they're a dog. Talk yeah. to them like they're a dog and hold your hand out. Hand like, up. Like, yeah. you're, like you're holding someone's forehead while they're trying to punch you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Which is essentially what he's doing, and they have little arms, so it works. Yeah. And it's uh, real leaves in the new movies. In, yeah. in the old movies, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it's not there. There's no tactile. I when the they dinosaur don't leans they out don't, of, they don't flutter. They don't crunch exactly. When he comes out of the leaves, in, when the when he's eating the goat, yeah, it's terrifying. It's when awesome. Eva Girl happens, it's terrifying. But when it's just like, oh yeah, he's like Chris Pratt's holding a leaf <laughs> yeah. and just waving it in the foreground while this, I don't he know, he just bursts through know. like a canvas of a map. Oh, I agree with you about all that. I mean, especially because this movie, like, for being such an early like CGI special effects mm. movie. Holds up so it's the first well. I don't want to say minimal it's the CGI, fr- it's the first but it, one. it uses CGI as an aid to its yes. practical effects, as yeah. opposed to the base for whatever they use later. Yeah. I mean, you can there's, feel there's, there's real there's... puppet dinosaurs, yeah. and even when they're only showing it through a crack in the wall because yeah. they only have the two hands and the head. Yeah. It's there. It's uh, you know, it's the, we talk about this every time. Well, and it's it, there. It's tactile. I know, but it, I th- in this case, it's that thing that like Alien does, right? It's that there's a scale to this movie that is very um, tangible. Mm-hmm. That I think is like really what makes it work and kind of why the sequels don't work as well because you can't feel the scale of these things as much Mm -hmm. in the sequels because they didn't fucking build a 50 foot tall animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex. You know what I mean? Like that is the best special effect you're ever going to (laughs) make to do this. It's a fucking enormous robot yeah. dinosaur that you built it's yeah. that's fucking yeah, insane that's monumental that's it's huge. fucking insane yeah, and yeah. so like when it comes out of the trees and you can tell you're watching a bunch of actors in a car that's the size of your car that you drive at yep. home oh yeah and a huge fucking dinosaur that is totally real comes out it's terrifying like yeah. of course it works like well, and, you know and the I mean? actors yeah. oh yeah really i mean the act this movie has some of has in my mind like you know Spielberg is famous for his big Spielberg reaction yes. shots of like 
the you know at, before you see what the big scary thing is you see the characters reacting to it and yes. all looking up this movie is like the most iconic one of that like mm -hmm. oh my god like before you see the first brachiosaurus brontosaurus yes. you see dr grant doing the whole like pulling the sunglasses off thing slowly but in general <laughs> actually ellie is looking at a real leaf yeah. she's oh holding a leaf god. and she's like this is amazing this plant is extinct <laughs> yeah. and then uh alan grant leans over and turns, turns her, her head, head with his hand and, -na -na, and it's the whole thing yeah yep. and I mean, then but, a movie yeah. happens and then, yeah. a and then a whole movie happens but yeah but even just... that now i will say watching it especially blown up and, and watching it on the projector I could see some of like the the weird old CGI. Yeah, yeah of course. But the difference being like now when CGI doesn't look properly fleshy, it seems like they over CGI'd it. And when it's in this, it's more charming in this yeah. in this yeah. flavor when it's like because this was the best yeah. at the time. Yeah, and I don't and know so much about it now, like but it's just employed so much better. You're right, and like and I don't know much about the CGI. Um, I don't know like anything really about like how they do CGI, but. For some reason, the CGI in this movie looks like way better than most CGI did in like the early two thousands. Oh yeah, like they were going through this weird period. I'm thinking, you know, like I, I love Lord of the Rings, but but some of that CGI is just noticeably off to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but like this movie looks better. The CGI in this movie looks better than a lot of the stuff in Lord of the Rings. I was, when they did the three D re release, I couldn't believe how oh it looked, it, it looked great. new, great, yeah, you know, except 3D. for the style of yeah. it, yeah. Uh, I think I think one of the big differences probably is if you think about it, there's not like green screen shots in this movie. Mm. So I mean, there there might be a handful of them, but like that shot we're talking about where they see the brachiosauruses for the first time or whatever, they're clearly on location, like on a big oh, yeah. landscape mm. that they're actually standing and they on, there, and yeah. they just like CGI dinosaurs into that landscape, yeah, which is probably super expensive and very mm. difficult to do. Yeah. So we've moved into, so we moved more towards the green screen thing, where it's like, well, but if you're handling all of those elements, it's actually easier to control all of that and make it look better. That might actually ultimately make it like a cheaper process you know what i'm saying and mm -hmm. so this is probably a what they did to do like to make this movie is yeah. probably something they don't actually do that often if that makes sense oh, you know yeah, what i mean perfect. well the way that cgi was employed before was you used it if you had the money yeah and yeah. that's why we all love the tangible stuff because we saw the 80s right. and early 90s yeah. Yeah, right. that is what is to our taste but now it's the opposite now right? it's the opposite yeah. it's well we don't have the money to, to hire a blood mopper yeah. so let's just we'll just put some blood in it later yeah. we'll just cut around it and yeah. Yeah. it's the difference between we always say it on the show building your movie in pre-production or assembling yeah. it in post-production and, and, and that's why the teach, actors but... in jurassic park are so convincing in their reactions it's mm. like they're really there they're really you know like 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 you said dr grant and ian malcolm are reacting to that t-rex because it's really there oh, yeah and there's pictures just, of the t-rex yeah. i'll be like scrolling through the internet and it'll pop up on you know just like whatever article finds my way and if i meet eyes with it there's a general i, I have yeah, a still fear reaction to it it's terrifying it's really really good and that I, I can't think of any other image that does that so immediately to me than the T-Rex's face. Yeah. If I had to see that thing in person. Yeah. Like, I quit this movie. It's magical and all, but I'm out. I, I was, like, thinking about that every time they got to, like, you saw it's, like, teeth and stuff. They just, oh, yeah. they're, it's a real practical model. And so they look like these big fucking terrifying teeth. Just, that are, uh, yeah. That it's crazy. Roar. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious about, like... It's funny thinking about the other directors who appear as a Spielberg. Like I had heard at one point that James Cameron was going to direct this, mm. and um, 
<laughs> but also like the other director who was primarily known for special effects work at the time was Zemeckis. Oh yeah. Think I about, think Zemeckis think about what it would have pulled off like. a similar yeah. feat. It um, wouldn't have had that type of it wouldn't have popped soul. As hard. It, yeah. would, it wouldn't have had the, yeah. uh, had the soul. I think yeah. it would have been closer in tone to what Jurassic Park is now. Um, <laughs> Probably. In terms of being, you know, like just being, uh, being an action figure place. Yeah. He's yep. more sparky more of a imagination house. as opposed yeah. to, you know, like clean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, James Cameron's that that excites me because it would have yeah. been like, oh look, there's a one thousand foot dinosaur. Wow, well, yeah. it would have been but, also rated R and been really gory. That's true, but also it. Bill Paxton probably would have been in it. Yeah, so yeah. there's that trade off. <laughs> yes. That's a pretty yes. big one. That's a big one. No, well, I actually, but I'm saying I'm kind of arguing that one thing that one thing that has always kept me at a slight distance from the Jurassic Park series is that there is this big air of like you know. There's a lot of positive feelings, you know, just in the in the music and the John yeah, Williams yeah. score. There's a lot of that wonder. There's a lot of that, like, you know, childlike innocence that kind of perpetuates itself through these movies. But like in reality, you know, it's, it's a pretty dark story. Right? Yeah. And James Cameron, had he directed this, he would have really kind of grounded that darkness a little bit more in the forefront. And turn it into something a little bit more like the Terminator series. Yeah, that's true. You know, and yeah. like, and and it would have been, you would have really felt like the pure folly of mankind a little bit more. But in this case, you know, Spielberg, like, like the screenplay is great in this movie. Honestly, it's like, my, I I basically enjoy a lot of the like rambling dialogue, like hangout scenes. Even, I wouldn't call it I, rambling though. No, they're not rambling. Even they're we really... were talking about the conference room scene. Yes, there's such a PowerPoint so presentations with projectors I going on. I kind of enjoy that stuff reason. more than the set pieces, honestly. Yeah. Maybe that's just because my age, that's where I'm at, that's what I'm interested in right yeah. now. But, um, so, I, I'm kind of fascinated to think. Don't what, show me dinosaurs, right. man. Show me people. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so, I'm curious what but this would have been like had Cameron, like, he would have kept all that stuff but then really like made the the violent scenes they they wouldn't really be set pieces as much as just times for like you know cr- they would have really crunched with like a kind of carnage that you see in a oh, movie yeah. like terminator 2 yeah. someone would have said to the to the T-Rex like you're extinct motherfucker or something like that yeah. but then, and then, then just shot a missile at him or something yeah it would just be everywhere yeah. it would have been cool kind of want to see that movie <laughs> yeah kind of do want to see that movie but yeah, but that, that's the one thing that that these movies have always kind of they're they're tonally they're very they're sort of tonally confused to me sometimes. And they have to be because of what I said earlier. The only reason why Jurassic Park in the real world, if we were to put the first yeah. one in the real world, when that ends, the only reason why that doesn't just contain everything and just end it right. is well, there's no good reason. Yeah. So you yeah, have to yeah, exactly. you have to let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. And I just I wish it would go back in. Yeah, right, yeah, right. That's right. right. They let the raptor out of the bag. Yeah. And now he's talking to people. I know it's never going it's back so in. Weird. And I'm, now I'm hype about it. I don't know. I and exactly. That's I'm I'm on board. I yeah. mean this next one, whatever. Yeah. It's, they're kind of I go mean, crazy. Watch that movie again, Slips. and when yeah. they when the and when the dinosaurs basically start talking to Chris Pratt. Yeah. Be like, two dinosaurs are fucking talking to Chris Pratt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let yourself have that thought. It's a fucking blast. It's, it's like, friend. Yeah. Oh. I, the end of this one kind of teases, uh, and slight spoiler alert, so just so you know. I uh, think we can but spoil it, this movie by The now. end of this movie reminded me, the end of Fallen Kingdom reminded yeah. me of the end of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. 
So yeah. I wonder if the next movie is basically going to go full Dawn. Oh, I mean, I'm, I remember in, in Rise of the Planet of the Apes when the people like had any sort of sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my yeah. hope any? is that the next one is just like called Kingdom of the Dinosaurs. So it's gonna be and it's like Jurassic, practically a Flintstone fallen world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I'm, I'm you know, I'm, think about how crazy that would be. That yeah. It all started with this like trip to John Hammond's with, Island with Mr. DNA. on a weekend. Yeah. Doc, yeah, with like the DNA little paperclip assistant guy. I mean, <laughs> that, man, that's all I want at this point. And I, at this point, like I, there was a part like a point in that movie where I was like, they could go the direction of that like long lost Jurassic Park four script at this point. Oh, with the where they the had like laser script. guns. Yeah, and where, the, where the, yeah, where they're like riding dinosaurs that had like guns half strapped dinosaur, to them. Half people. Yeah, like I, although I will say, if at the end of Fallen World they pulled one of those where it was like, oh my god, it's a Dilophosaurus man. I'd yeah. Like, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have laser eyes? All right, let him in. It's, I mean, we're so close to that, and I, I'm at this point, I'm fine with that. It's like I said, I, at this point, I'm thinking about him like a Friday the Thirteenth series. It's like we're but yeah. we're deep. They're dumb. But I'm enjoying the them for what they are. Friday the Thirteenth has on Jurassic Park though is that the first one is not necessarily the best one. True. And and Wait, while the first Friday the Thirteenth is okay, not the yeah, best, yeah. whereas in obviously here Jurassic the, and Jurassic the first Park one is, is better almost than of a different brand. Yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing though that it does share in common, like you said, each one of them. Oh, this is the one where the girl has telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the one where you get little Corey Feldman. This yes. is the Corey Feldman yeah. trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the uh, you know like and and it, that in this in that one they go to New York to Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. In this yeah. one they go to space. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yep. which I still haven't seen, but I plan to rectify that, that next month Wait. on Friday. The Friday Thirteenth is. Have you never saw Jason X? No, uh, oh, man, you're in for a treat. I you are gonna that. love it. Excited. My favorite of the series. It's 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 pretty. Fucking Speaking of space, shit. should we should we go into some technophobic well, movies? I want to to go into yeah. uh, the technophobic movies. Yeah. One of the things that I think is what makes Jurassic Park so enduring, yes. and one of the things that we lose in letting the cat out of the bag, letting the raptor out of the bag, so to speak. <laughs> is that there is the big question at the center, which is how much tech and how much development is too much development? How much of our tech is actually going averse to nature's plan and how valuable is nature's plan? I guess that that term, that sort of comes up in the later entries. Yeah. No, but Jeff Goldblum does have that speech in this movie where he like he's talking about that kind of right. Well, his whole character exists as that. Yeah, because and so I wrote down a couple thematic notes as well. He's cynical too. He's he's the opposite of him. He's always wearing black, and Hammond is always wearing black. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. they're always clashing with one another because Hammond is the idealistic man. (laughs) And when he explains this whole thing with the flea circus, it's not of greed. Yeah, right. Um, The greed aspect leaves when the when the lawyer leaves, Mm -hmm. and. so he, he's not dies. He's you mean dies? I cre- dies. Yeah, I, I mean, ex- exits the story <laughs> yeah, 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 in, t- in two parts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, um, uh, I love that little part where they're like, yeah. "Oh, I think I found him. I think I found yeah, him I too." Yeah, I think I found Gennaro too. Oh man! And so they run opposite one another. So what do they represent? Hammond is idealistic, which is we have the technology that is enough reason to do it because how cool would that be? <laughs> yeah, that would be wonderful. There is a little bit of greed in his character that I think is extracted from the book, which is t- in terms of I am old, I am dying, I have no legacy. Yeah. I'm just a rich man with nothing to show for it. Yeah, you know, you can't take it with you. So I want to do this. There's a little bit of that there, a little bit of that greed. But he completes the arc in the book. He gets eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs> um, so he represents that. Whereas uh, Ian Malcolm represents just 
yes, you can build a fence around it, but the problem is the area inside that fence. You know, the problem is the chaos element. Yeah, right. So they're always talking about that. And I think we should extrapolate on that yeah. a little bit in this well, movie. You're it's kind so of strong rem- here. You're you're reminding me too of perhaps Jurassic Park. I'm sure I'm not the first person to draw this comparison, but maybe Jurassic Park is kind of a, a metaphor, um, a very meta metaphor. I'm sure that those pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, I don't think you needed to do that. It's true. It just blew my mind. That is definitely where that comes from. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> motherfucker. It's a metaphor for the, uh, for like a new era of blockbuster filmmaking that this ushered in. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Like, you know, we, the cat's out of the bag, just like, Oh shit. CGI is here now. Mm, the now, internet was being like, born. Right. Like 30 like, free yeah. hours, man. Yeah. Exactly. yeah right. So like, there's all these big changes that are happening, and but it's, but more specifically, I'm talking about in like movies and Hollywood, uh-huh. right, in the studio system. So you know, once you make something like Jurassic Park, that changed movies forever, much mm. like the way that Jaws did. You know, so like, I think I wonder if Spielberg's kind of reckoning with himself as like a Hammond type, as someone who like goes in and wants to you know make big things for people to enjoy, um, you know, that aren't illusions if you were but were mm-hmm. real you know um but also the cool thing about spielberg is he has that cynical side to him as well like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he he doesn't want to ruin movies like he wants to keep some of that original magic so he he's almost like he's malcolm and grant and hammond so you could almost say that like that you know maybe there's kind of an id ego super ego structure in those three characters like but i think grant represents wisdom um, his whole he's, because he's the he middle. gains the wisdom through it, like through his experience, because he starts out as a guy who is essentially living in the past. He's digging up bones. Yeah. He is not wanting kids because he's holding on to this. This he wants to do what he's doing. He doesn't want to change in any way. He doesn't want to evolve. He does exactly. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't want to evolve. Uh, he does not like kids, and he's put into a situation where he. He he has his you know he has those beliefs challenged and grows into somebody who appreciates kids and sort of thinks future-minded and in that way it's kind of a reverse close encounters of the third kind yes yeah yeah, it starts off with a man who has children and leaves them for a greater journey this movie is like someone who starts off without kids and by the end of the movie has formed close relationships with kids close relationships as part of the journey and he he was reminded of why he loves dinosaurs that last shot of the uh the birds. The, the birds, birds. Flying. About birds the birds are flying and he sees them and goes be called bird park <laughs> yeah. and he realizes oh i was pining for something of the past of dinosaurs and dinosaurs have been here the whole time oh we my have god birds. you're yeah. blowing my mind you know what I'm saying? And so wow. they evolved and he says that line like no we have to evolve you yeah. know we have to we have to get better and we see i mean because one of the things in the book is he just loves kids i remember circling the line as it said <laughs> alan grant loved children i was like well that's it was literally <laughs> they that did not take like, that oh, note look at that they but they love but i think that's a smart thing to do yeah uh, because he's in this song uh, in this song wow <laughs> in this movie it's a different type of medium guys <laughs> listen to a lot of spotify this is my favorite jurassic park song yeah, yeah. all the <laughs> other songs jurassic were pretty shitty yeah. Yeah. no what was the one that was like uh, can't fight the, the friction. <laughs> can't fight the T-Rex. He's gonna eat you. But <laughs> down with the victim. What ends up changing Alan Grant is that he goes through. He's someone who kind of wants to go against natural order. Yeah. He is not interested in asking Ellie to be his wife. He is not interested in having kids. He just right. wants to keep things you the know, way, the way they that are. they are. Yeah. And the natural order, at least as as we understand it, is to procreate, to make more, to you know 
Be fruitful and multiply. And by the end of Jurassic Park 3, too, by the way, he still has never... He's still never he, done that, which undercuts really, this movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that, that he... You know that he necessarily has to go off and have kids for it to be genuine, but because uh, it's it's not just about the kids, yeah. you know, it is about suddenly he has to protect these kids and his survival instinct uh, kicks in and he realizes how strong and how still worthy of the earth humanity is because he's he's having this moment where he can yeah. look into the future and weighing that against the whole idea of do we resurrect these monsters from the past or do we move on without them is is a very interesting way to you know to tie into his character. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> His protective instincts come out. Yeah. It's it fits so well into the thematic structure of just you you do there is a perfect line between development and overdevelopment. Yeah. And it happens in the way we grow as people, just as, you know, in the way that this story shows what we do with technology. Sure. I yeah, it's it's definitely what I'm saying yeah. is that life finds life a way. Finds a way. <laughs> they do the cool thing at the beginning with the seatbelts yep. when uh, Alan Ooh, Grant has yeah. two of the female-ended seatbelts and he can't figure out what to do, so he just ties them in a knot and yep. that represents the dinosaurs. Who are they all female. They are all female, yeah. but because of their frog genomes, some of them change sex that they can procreate and life, as they say, <laughs> happens. My <laughs> <laughs> two... But my, that's the, who, who, can, who can forget that great line in Jurassic Park? Uh, life life happens. Uh, happens. <laughs> My two favorite things about this movie are that Timmy gets fucked up over and over and yes. over again to the point of being electrocuted. By the end of the movie, he literally looks like yeah, he looks like a like a character from like a Naked Gun. Like, he looks like a character yeah. from like a Zucker movie. Yeah, his hair's all through. sticking up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he been looks like traumatized. Airplane, <laughs> like he's been traumatized. Yeah, uh, and also it's fucking about birds. That's like my. Yeah. I love that there mm. are so many scenes in this movie where crazy shit has just been happening like everything has gone to hell and it all finally calms down and the first thing dr grant does is take a deep breath and go like and that proves they are just like birds <laughs> told you so they're yeah. birds yeah they're birds bitch <laughs> but we, we gotta talk about that yeah. uh, since this movie came out we have come to understand more about dinosaurs yeah, right. that this movie has that on its surface would be inaccurate, such as the right. size of the velociraptors, yep. the fact that the T-Rex we know is now a scavenger, yes. not the king of yeah. the fucking jungle. It's, well, basically some of these... now they're like dinosaurs. Oh, actually, they all had feathers. They all right. had feathers. They so didn't have, like, Michael they just Crichton did like his research. Just a bunch of feathery fucking birds. Just yeah. giant birds. Yeah. But <laughs> they're reptiles. Beca- well, Michael Crichton was very good at at sci-fi concepts and at least making them rooted in believable scientific yeah. concepts. Yeah, yeah. And so they do talk about the bird thing in it, and that's how they explain it in the books and how it plays in the real world now is that, yeah, they use reptile DNA, so they're a little bit less. They're not so actual that's why dinosaurs. He they're what Congo, we wanted dinosaurs to be. Where he and made so it works even now. That had guns and yeah. laser guns. Because he's really into scientific concepts. Yes. Yeah. Right. I imagine that book that was sense. probably better than that movie. I did not read <laughs> yeah. that book. Yeah, me neither. But, you know, yeah, it's... I, I definitely that saw that movie. Was, was very, and I remember that, that came out... I haven't seen it It forever. came out after Jurassic Park, and yeah. it was sort of like billed as like, what if Jurassic Park with gorillas? Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they sold it like that because it was oh Michael Crichton, and yeah. it was just... Just shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. It's Don't a great wrong. goofy B movie. But it's yeah. definitely not... Jurassic Park with dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. No. And then there's Sphere, yeah. the one about the thing. 
I don't like that one that much. The one about the thing. You know the one about the thing in the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. sphere? The thing in the yeah. sphere. Yeah. And then there was Timeline. Timeline, <laughs> yeah. But now there's Westworld. Which one? Westworld, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Future well, which world? was basically like, Future uh, world. as people have said on Twitter, it was like a dry run for Jurassic Park, more or less. Yeah, yeah you know? pretty much. Mm-hmm. Which, which is interesting. That's true. It's, the, it's a very similar That concept. is exactly, yeah. Westworld is when the Pirates of the Caribbean break down. Yeah, exactly. The oh tourists God, don't eat right. the people. Wow. Yeah. They shoot them Damn. and stab them and, yeah, and do yeah. things like that instead. Yeah. The script yeah. is airtight, and it's just cool that the, its source material was forward enough thinking in science that even now when real technology develops in relation to Jurassic World, it still makes sense in the reality of the world. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of circumstances besides brilliance had to fall together to make that work. Yeah. But that does show foresight, and the best science fiction shows foresight. And as such, science fiction, this is called a uh, segue, guys. <laughs> Uh, as uh, such, science fiction away. has no. to be a meditation <laughs> on on the the limits of technology. Yeah, yeah. Right. Technophobia. That's what. That's the segue. That's yeah. how we do it. Which is also a piece of technology. Mind <laughs> it's you. true. Oh, has anybody made the cautionary segue tale yet? Is that a thing that exists? I don't oh, think man. I've seen that movie. Has oh, seen that it? sounds really. Oh good. yeah, it's yeah. called uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> I was about to call it Paul Blart, Mall Blart. Yep. I, I feel like it was on Doug Love's movies. Uh-huh. Cautionary Segway is the plot of a Paul Blart movie, but it's a Steven Seagal action movie. Uh-huh. And he just rides his fat ass around on a Segway and just, hey man, did you steal that toy? <laughs> it's pretty good. He's like a mall cop. Oh, one so, thing I wanted yeah, to yeah. point out just real quick. I wrote a note here that just says, personally offended by dinosaurs. And what that is in reference to is at the very beginning when the little kid's like, the little kid who, for some reason, is on an archaeological dig is like, that dinosaur doesn't look scary. Yeah. And then Alan Grant decides, I'm going to torture this fucking kid <laughs> because he said a and dinosaur didn't look scary. Too, because it's, yeah, yeah, fat shame him, threaten him with a, with a sharp object, and basically tell him that you know he would be eaten by a dinosaur. That seems so over the top. It's great. For the, for the reason of, like, you need to respect this dinosaur <laughs> as if it exists. Now, yeah. of course, we find that. Well, that part is so relatable as an adult, though, because we've all encountered like a snotty kid who's just taking a big dump on something that really matters to us. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. just like, all right, listen, kid, I'm going to like, I'm going to, I want to make you cry right now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My impulse right now is to bring tears. It's to time your for eyes. you to evolve, you little <laughs> shit. <laughs> but yeah, it, you're watching that. You're like, damn, lighten up, Doctor Grant. Yeah, it was. Uh, there's there's a fan fiction that that kid grows up to be Chris Brett. Oh, that's right. Yeah, or he grows up to be uh, Rafe Spall. What if that kid? Oh, grew up to be, like the guy who's now like, it's oh the shit, best I can sequel. make a lot of money. Out <laughs> of that's this. the thing. If they just, if in one moment of that movie he was just like, we're gonna auction off the dinosaurs, yeah. and then he closes his eyes and it flashes back to that scene, yeah. and they do a real heightened version of him, like, and then it cuts your belly, you little fat fucker, and then it cuts your chest, and then it eats you while you're still alive because you're fatty, fat, fat. <laughs> and he would, he'd wake up from the little thing and be like, I'm not fat. <laughs> a million dollars for the Indoraptor. Perfect. Boom. Or maybe he's the auctioneer with the fake teeth. Ooh. Toby Jones. Oh, that was that was just a the waste of a weird great performer. Teeth. He's yeah. like, "Hello, I'm Toby Jones." Yeah, that was his character. Could that's have not been what he sounds like, but I definitely so noticed his evil teeth and so dastardly. And instead, he was just so in the movie. <laughs> he was just like, "That's all I could say about him." And I love Toby Jones. He did the best he could do with it. He was chewing up nothing and trying to turn it into 
in the fucking. Uh, once they introduced his character, it, I don't know why it was his introduction. I think it was because oh, he's the signifier that we're all going. Well, no, what I what I mean is like he started talking about numbers a lot. He started talking about like how much money you could make and how much Four money million. he needed to make. <laughs> And so that made me start like thinking about the math of that movie, of like everything that was happening. And I was like, I think they might have spent hundreds of millions of dollars just to rescue the dinosaurs off that island. Yeah. So like by the time they make the money that they're gonna make auctioning the dinosaurs off, really yeah, count. I think they've lost money by the end of this venture. Oh, oh no yeah. doubt. You know, like it just like, like Mark doesn't make Zuckerberg, any sense. I think is worth yeah. how many billions of dollars is Mark Zuckerberg I have worth? No fucking idea. Like they, yeah, it's yeah. you're right. The numbers don't. But I was I was thinking about that, and it was only because Toby Jones was just like, "We need to talk about n- n- money and numbers." Money and numbers. Yeah. My teeth are so big. Yeah, I yeah. Can't talk <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What about in Jurassic Park? The the tech speak though. There's oh, yeah. so much. Just like we got to hack into the mainframe and reroute the encryptions. Yeah. I like that though. You oh, know, that's it, great. It was, it was good. Don't speak. don't you, don't you talk shit about my tech speak. No, this this was good tech yeah. speak because it it predates tech speak. And it's delivered with character, um, but I love how she's like, "Look, it's an interactive CD-ROM," and like, there's nothing. She's yeah. just touching a touch yep. screen. And you're like, "CD-ROM was one of those like that was a hot idea." What back was in the a day. CD-ROM? It you could a put CD. a CD in the computer. That was just it. Yeah, yeah, that it's was the ROM. new medium. It was a yeah. CD-ROM, which cool. stood for CD, uh, really old machine. <laughs> really old machine. <laughs> it's it's a ROM. looking into the future. Put it in the ROM, yo. Um, so, That's what the ROM yeah. and ROMCOM stands for, is CD-ROM. CD, a lot CD of people rom-com. don't know this, yeah. but... CD-ROM. <laughs> learn this in film school. One thing people CD- don't know. Yeah, what? Uh, so, movies. is it technophobic movies? Top yeah, five? like cautionary tech yeah. movies. Why, tech movies that all ask a, the same uh, question. I went more of a cautionary science route. Absolutely. But which is the same thing. Same yeah. thing. Basically. I think the idea is... And the, uh, Ian Malcolm says it, and I'm not going to get the line right, but he says they were so busy, uh, they were so busy, uh, they were so excited about the what fact they, that could. they could that they could they didn't stop and consider what they should. Life finds a way. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. life finds a way. No. There's the Pat Oswalt <laughs> joke where he's, I forget what it is, but the punchline is science. We're all about coulda, not shoulda. And that, that's <laughs> that's true. the thesis there. But and the so thing about the you thing have about to ride that, that line though. in the name of. At what point are we making breakthroughs, and at what point right. are we overstepping, you know, ethics and, and morals and nature? Which plan. basically suggests that how the problem is here is plan. not technology or science; it's how humans use it. It's yes, but the fact that it's available means how can humans not use it? And Once you know that it's possible to make power. a dinosaur, how could you not make a dinosaur? Right? Exactly. So that's kind of like what some of my picks are about. So my first choice, yeah, I'll go with that real quick. Um, is Snowpiercer? Oh from yeah, twenty thirteen. Oh. Which is because of one specific thing. So most of the movie is not actually so much uh, technophobic or science phobic, but it's all about the beginning premise, which is that in so the movie starts with this idea that in 2014, an attempt to counteract global warming through climate engineering backfires catastrophically, right. causing an ice age and extinguishing nearly all life. Only animals that can adapt to sub-zero temperatures and the inhabitants of the Snowpiercer train, right. which is just a big-ass train that just traverses the entire world forever until the end of time, remain. So I just think it's cool that there's this idea that, you know, that humans actually got together to figure out, to try to figure out a solution to yes. global warming, yeah. but it backfired and killed everybody. Yes. Like, that's just kind of a cool little piece of, you know, sci-fi, uh, mm-hmm. of, of, like, futuristic sci-fi. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, just interesting. You no, know, that like, is. I I remember seeing that movie and being like, oh man, that's such a fucked up way that I now have to think about something like that's that. It's a parallel to yeah. Terminator, where or no, not Terminator, uh, Matrix, where we blew out our own atmosphere yeah. to kill out the robots, but right. it ended up driving us underground. Yeah, yeah. you know, where exactly. it's like you you we got to the point of hail mary and threw it and it just didn't connect yes yeah yeah. and 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 then putting all of our eggs in that basket like the basket you know just exploded you know and then and then we're all fucked basically that's a good pick so i thought that was cool and it's just a great fucking movie yeah it's it's just an amazing honestly i think the protein bars look like they might actually be a little tasty a little (laughs) bit yeah before i knew what it was when they just showed it the first time i was like i would i yeah, they look kind of like uh, those. They kind of look like fruit leather. You know? Yes, like, yes, yeah. like it, really. It, that's thick exactly fruit the leather. sense that, or like those spearmint leaves. They have like that. Yeah, oh, they looked good. Yeah. So that's what. What about you, Dan? What you got? My number five is Videodrome. Yeah, uh, nice. we did a whole episode yeah. on it, yeah. and but Videodrome yeah. is very on its face about it. But what I like about it is it's not quite studying what happens to the man who has the power and. Uh, you know, has created the power or is drunk with his ability to create so much as the person who's drunk with their ability to consume. And it was very uh, prescient in terms of the way that we are now. I mean, it's been the argument since the beginning of time. Too much TV is bad for you. Yeah. You know, now we're all in yeah. a screen and it's Except good or bad or whatever. It literally basically came true. Yeah, exactly. It, right. it was very prescient in the sense that it came very, and it's, it's actually very funny because like James Woods is a man who is now lost in social yeah. media much <laughs> in, the, in the crazy toxic way he was in Videodrome yeah. and he's completely but, uh, lost his personality like, yeah exactly like, he's just totally crazy he's now. out of his damn mind and it's because he has descended into this weird little thing and so this movie was prescient in that and was cautionary to the consumer and almost took the angle of these things are going to keep developing and you have to figure out your level of engagement with it you know, so as to not lose your soul to it. That's, yeah, that's interesting. That I is like an that. aspect of the technology. Well, my my number four is basically the spiritual sequel to Videodrome Existence. I, I, uh, I considered dude, it, and I yes. ultimately went with that's Videodrome. So well, I went with it because it's, I mean, I, I think I had a lot of, like, better picks on here, but I, I tried to go with ones that, you know, maybe were sort of more forgotten. Yeah. Um. So I feel like a lot of people don't really talk too much about this movie. Yeah. Like, it's not really in the... I only it, finally saw it a couple of years ago because yeah, yeah. I just I actually looked a at your Letterboxd fan. review earlier. Today. Yeah. Oh, nice. And it's like it's yeah. a it's a like I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like the it's not my favorite Cronenberg, yeah, but yeah. I do like it. That, that's basically how I feel. It's it's like a a second or third tier Cronenberg, which is still, in my opinion, like quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely one of his. That movie's crazy. Yeah, it's the one of his controller needs to be and more to work. Yeah. 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 Like it, it's he one didn't of, predict yeah. wireless. But uh, apparently, if his future comes true, we will have to finger the vagina of our controllers yeah. to yes. play video games. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. So, so basically, Existence is like, yeah, and it's like an acid trip of a oh movie God, too. You like sometimes just don't even know where or when you are. In, you in, know, the mm. plot is as such from Wikipedia: in the near future, biotechnological virtual reality game consoles, <laughs> known as game pods, have replaced electric ones. The pods represent umbi cords that attach to. Bioports connectors yeah, right. surgically inserted into players' Good. spines. So, two game companies compete against each other. In addition, a group of realists fight both companies to prevent the deforming of reality. So, yeah, it's 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 a really crazy concept, but and that doesn't even come close to matching some of the like totally disgusting imagery. It's that crazy. Is in this movie. Yeah. I mean, this is a movie where a guy where Jude Law makes a gun out of a 
fish carcass. Oh yeah, that's right. And then shoots a waiter through the face with that fish gun. And I forgot like, all about and that. And also, I don't that. in order to get, like you said, in order to access the game, you basically have to like be penetrated uh, by this game. Yeah. You know? mm. But it's really similar to Videodrome in in the concept that you know basically our addiction to technology is altering our our very flesh yes yeah and yeah, it yeah. is and like i mean i'm a and fucking, long live the new flesh i'm a i'm a junkie <laughs> yeah. when it comes to technology we all are we you know? i read an article about and, and how it's we literally altered my brain because of the way we read them we on what? phones articles are written differently because we we've all collectively learned to read differently because of yeah. the way that a phone is just physically structured yeah like the format so, yeah the format exactly yeah. yeah i mean i mean we're all just fucking hounding you know, for more dopamine from our phones mm. constantly. And I'm literally always on my yeah. phone. Oh yeah. my God. Me too. And I remember a few years ago, like somebody, like a friend of mine was like, I, I admire that you're not always on your phone. I remember being like, Oh, I'm a guy who's not always on my phone. Yeah. Flash yeah. forward four years later. I'm long. I'm God, Jesus Christ. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's at this point, you know, you may as well insert, you know, like, you know, it may as well just like be attached. Yeah. You know? And that's just the way that, I think it is for everybody, unfortunately. I saw a uh, documentary about Steve Jobs. I think I referenced it on the last show as well. Yeah. And uh, someone said what made Steve Jobs the big success in consumer technology is that he didn't strive to necessarily make the product as useful as it could be or as you know ergonomic as it could be. He made you fall in love with your piece of technology. Yeah. You love it. Yeah. You have an affection for it. And that's true. That's very much what you know. I, I know that I was manipulated into getting Apple, and I love the products I yeah. have. There's and it's it's whatever, but yeah, a lot of it is like yeah, that was designed to be my little friend. It is, <laughs> right. It's designed to be. And, that it, way. and in Videodrome, remember there's that little ad where where they're like, it's like take it to bed with you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there's yeah. A, an image of a guy in bed with a television, and that's literally what we yeah. do before we go to bed. We're on our phones, you yeah. know, in bed, yeah. you know. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty. Like, I know that movie's like movies were wild so when you watch it now. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm not a gamer, but I know that like Existens, like I think certainly, you know, like I think the the DSM, uh, the the APA just added like basically basically yeah. gaming addiction to yeah. the DSM, and there's no question. Like I, as in my work, I I've worked with people who've been on gaming binges that have gone for like 40, 50 hours. You yeah, know, yeah, it happens. That's crazy. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Existence is another movie where obviously it's not as extreme as that, but it's basically as extreme as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's more minded to the idea of interactive technology as opposed to passive consuming technology because TV was you just watch it, right? And then so that was about actually interacting true. with your with your media. True, true. All right, my number. What is it? Three? Yeah, my number three. Four, maybe. I don't know. Oh, or three, I whatever. Did, oh no, I just did video drum, right? Yeah. Okay, so my number four is just like the the original Frankenstein. I think oh, Frankenstein yeah. is it's it's just another it's just another exploration of did you consider whether you should because when he figured out how to do it it became the oh well now that it can be done it has to be done uh, which I love in young Frankenstein he has the big moment after he reads his father's <laughs> journals <laughs> and with the with the intensity of a madman he screams it could work yeah it could work yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I, I've always loved that gag. But it's a parody of and then that Jeff madness. Jeff Goldblum comes up to say, "You never stop to think about whether it should work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whether it should work." <laughs> yeah. so decent, uh, I've Jeff never Goldblum. seen the original Frankenstein. Oh, uh, it's it's great. Yeah. 
And it's, but it's all about I, the I'm, idea I'm of he just. I'm basically a zero percenter on Universal Monsters. Really? I, I pretty much am too. I, I feel like I've seen like bits and pieces of a handful watch, of them, Watch but. Frankenstein okay. so you can watch Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Bride of Frankenstein is legit like. I'm waiting is, till the Angelina sexual Jolie one comes out. So yeah. it, like, there's no other way to describe it. Bride of Frankenstein, when you watch it, like that movie just licked me yeah. for two hours. That was just <laughs> how it was done. You know, nice. It's yeah, the thing with Frankenstein is he just he doesn't know, he doesn't think whether he should, so he does it, and he creates this thing. And so it's partially about that, but then it's partially about he's created this thing that clearly does have emotion and feeling, primitive, albeit. But it is there, so he has created life, but does he have the ability to mold life? Or did he, as indicated in Jurassic Park, introduce chaos? He introduced something that its environment is not the environment that it's in. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. Frank, Frankenstein. 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 Frederick. Um, so my number three <laughs> is uh, Never Let Me Go. Have you guys seen this movie? Dude, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That's Mark Romanic. Uh, Never Let Me Go oh, yeah, by no, Mark Romanek, written by Alex Garland. Oh, it I didn't is, know he wrote Of course that. it is. Absolutely. So, I would like to well, watch that I again. See it. Yeah. I so, might have to revisit it. I saw it in the theater yeah. long ago. I remember when it came out. Yeah. yeah. So Mark Romanek's yeah, yeah, off a one-hour photo. Is. Yeah. One-hour photo is great. Love and that a couple Linkin Park but, videos. But boom. there was actually like an eight-year gap in his filmmaking. Really? Uh, yeah. One-hour photo, I think, was like 02. Yeah, it was pretty early. But so Never Let Me Go, I first loved as around the time the movie was announced um i i read the book because like a friend of mine had been like this is my favorite book i'm so glad they're making it into a movie so i read the book and the book is basically my favorite book i've only really read, i've only read it once but it just oh boy that is that is just one of those books where you read it and you're just and also at the i point don't remember of my much life, about the movie but if i yeah. go read the book will it still be good having a general just oh the movie? definitely okay oh, for cool. sure well, and also I'm a guy. I'm on a reading kick. I'm so kind I'm of on an. List. I'm on an. Uh, I'm of the Adam Kempinar film spotting school of, of see the movie re- then read the book. Really? Because in a way, like, because you know the movie will never compare to the book, so see the movie first, love it on its own terms, then read the book as like a total expansion of the world. That's kind of that's cool. my mindset. I actually that's how I yeah. feel about uh, American Psycho. Yeah, that mm. that is a movie mm-hmm. that is so so good. And if I read the book first, I would have been like, "What the fuck is this?" Right, right, right. And right. the other way around, it was exactly it, it was. Great. But I've read like uh, the Sweet Her after I read the book after I saw the movie, loved it. I read Winter's Bone after I saw the movie, loved it. So it's working well for me so far. But anyway, so I you know the movie, it's the movie is definitely good, and I need to revisit it. I, but I kind of compared it to the book at the time. I was just like, okay, this is, you know, it's solid stuff. But the story is just so mm. unbelievably relatable. But basically what it's about is these uh, young folks in their early 20s, like Carrie Mulligan, pre-Spider-Man Andrew Garfield. Yes. And mm, Kieran right. Knightley. That was my first are, exposure to Andrew are Garfield. These three, like, young adults who basically are, you know, who go to this boarding school called Hailsham. And they're in England and it's like, you know, modern day, basically. But they when they graduate from school, they basically come to realize that. So the whole point of it, and it's like part of the whole plot, so it's not really spoiling anything, but they're they're clones. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and their whole purpose in life is to around the time they reach their early 20s. They're harvested for parts for organs like Michael Bay's The Island. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Basically like that. Yeah. They're harvested for parts. So that, and this is basically the way that modern society 
has in this world has figured out how to beat things like cancer yeah, yeah, yeah. and disease and and the life expectancy has reached like upwards of a hundred years on average you know so mm. all because they're harvesting these young people's organs um but the point of the school of hailsham they realized was it was basically like a movement to suggest that these young people were were real because they encouraged them to make art and a lot of them fell in love and there are all these persistent rumors that if they you know that if they have art if they show their art if they if they've fallen in love if they've had these like real life experiences that are common for all teens and people of that age that they can basically uh defer their organ harvesting but mm. basically the whole point of the movie is you know is they, they basically find out that you know that's all a lie essentially so it basically becomes like kind of a metaphor for like putting off adulthood more or yeah, less yeah. and like how we we think that we can basically stay young forever but we really can't and and in the end of the movie there's this like you know one of the basically the conclusion of the film is that like we never have enough time mm. and it's one of those incredible moments that the best thing for any sci-fi to achieve is a truth that exists in this very specific world that also is true in our very specific world so they to them they never have enough time there's mm -hmm. not enough time for these people but mm -hmm. that's true for us too right like right there's not enough time you know we that we never have enough time right and i and at what age do you feel that more intensely than like your early 20s right mm. where you feel like you can feel your youth kind of you're like oh my god like life is slipping away from me here comes adulthood here comes all these choices you know and obviously you're young you don't really know like what lies ahead of you at that point but there's that fear and I, I saw a YouTube interview with uh, the author of the book, uh, Ishiguro. He was talking about like how the point the point of the book is like, what if you had to put an entire lifespan into like twenty five years? You know, what would that be like? Essentially, so that's kind of what he did for him. But anyway, I I just think it's an incredible story that you know that really struck a chord with me when I was like twenty three when I read it, and it just has never really left me. It's like a very haunting story in my opinion. I'm definitely going to read it. Yeah. Totally. I sure. will connect I'm actually going to switch them around just so I Do can it. connect to that I can get through it. I think a similar a movie that meditates on something similar is Looper. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and specifically about the technology of the time travel. Yeah. And the I was thinking job about that. of the hitman. Yeah. Um you know, I, I forget what the full laws of it were, but like the the general gist was you do this job and we will pay for you to live good. Like live yeah. real good, but not real long. Yeah, you know, then then you got to go, and the whole movie is set off when one guy really is like, "I've actually, yeah. I've actually not had enough, mm -hmm. and so I need to I need to live longer," and that that always, I have to see that movie again. I've seen it one time, so there's a lot of plot things that I do I just don't remember about it. But that's the one thing that always stuck with me yeah. was just that thematic note, where it's just he yeah he, the the good times ran out. And he, he has to answer for it. He has yeah. to grow up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great. So I love movie. it. Follows. That's another one yeah. that is just oh, the yeah. whole idea is about. You are now old enough to make adult decisions, and the problem is there will be consequences that you can't foresee. Right. That's adult. That is adulthood. Yes. Like that's you know. And it might kill you. You're like you know. It, it might, might kill you. But and the, you will the always have to yeah. look out for yeah. it. Like every, yeah. you're getting closer to death every day. Right. From the moment you're born. So you just have to, you got to hold hands with the man. And the death metaphor could just serve as any decision that is kind of irreversible. Right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you have a child, you know, you like, you know, when you're an adult, the decisions that you make, they linger, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like 
they're not reversible a lot of times. Um, but my next one was um, the boys from Brazil. I've never, never seen, seen that. Cool. So Jinx. There you go. Jinx. So this was one of the movies that I I I sought out after watching Captain America: Winter Soldier mm. because I had read that that goes for like a whole seventies conspiracy. I think vibe. it's on Filmstruck right now too. The boys from Brazil. Yeah, I definitely recommend either that or Shutter, which yeah. is really funny. But it's <laughs> it's one of those it, two. It, it, I could see it working for either platform because um. So it's it's set in a, it's a late seventies movie by Franklin Schaefer and or Schaefer I forget um, but it stars Gregory Peck at, who is like super old in this movie and Lawrence Olivier who's also super old in this movie and uh, so it's basically it's very similar actually to the plot of Winter Soldier which mm. is why um, so it involves like basically a post-war barnes <laughs> it basically involves like a post-war cloning conspiracy uh that is basically like this doctor played by gregory peck who escaped from who was like the angel of death doctor from auschwitz who basically masterminds this cloning plot to carry on the legacy of the third reich and i won't like spoil too much more of it that's crazy but, but it's really it's really nuts whoa and I, I really just thought movie. it was like a war drama. Yeah. yeah. I really had no Oh my no god. Idea no, it. it's total it goes really hard into like crazy sci-fi conspiracy theory stuff. That um, sounds amazing. I and need to see the, that immediately. The culmination. I I I don't really want to um spoil too much about it, but the the big climax of the movie, I guess I will. The big climax of the movie involves Gregory Peck and Laurence Olivier, who at this point are only like a few years away from their like respective deaths, yeah. wrestling each other to the <laughs> on the floor of a living room at a house in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That sounds amazing. It just really so, goes. It goes really far. Um, yeah. But it's a great movie. It has that whole paranoid, like we can't trust the government vibe yeah. going on. Um, and there's like an incredible twist in it that just blew my mind yeah okay cool so you guys should definitely seek it out i will definitely seek it out it's not on any of those platforms i listed i was just checking well it's one of those movies though that just gets added to netflix every Mm -hmm. like once a year Mm -hmm. for a couple months so definitely check it out it's definitely like in in a class with like it's like boys from brazil the parallax view Mm -hmm. and the three days three days of the condor Condor are like those classic 70s paranoid thrillers that that definitely informed like Winter Soldier. So, so you'll see what I like. Me neither, but I really I've always yeah, I've never seen see that. Uh, the only movie. one I've seen is Three Days of the Condor. That one's pretty which good. Which is really good. Yeah, I like that solid. movie. Yeah, Redford's just great. Parallax View. I'm writing. I have a note of like movies I gotta see. Yes. And then what was the other one uh, that we were just talking about? The uh, Boys from, from Brazil. Boys from Brazil. Although ironically, I think that it starts in Argentina. Whoa. Um. And what's your next one? Oh, mine. Did you have something you wanted to say? No. Okay. If you're reading <laughs> off of my cue that I looked at this, go for it. Um, my this one because I think this explores, uh, once again, similar to Jurassic Park, the chaos element of things, and it's Doctor Strangelove, okay. because oh, they develop so this good. technology that is yeah. guess what? If you do anything, the entire world blows up. So you don't. So it's universally assured destruction, and it's set up to just be nobody gets to nuke. That the end. Yep. And. Uh, what they didn't factor on was some crazy, completely <laughs> off the grid dude who was fighting fluoridation and water to to do an action that would set this machine off, yep. this irrevocable machine, irrevocable machine. And so, the the uh, altruism of the technology we have created this world destroyer machine in the name of world peace, 
but it is a world destroyer machine and people are crazy yeah, yeah and they just didn't think about that chaos element and it broke out that and so, so cautionary tech and it and played it for a comedy yeah yeah it's red alert i always think about the ending of that movie uh playing we'll meet again by uh Berlin, yeah that song yeah. Mm-hmm. and oh my god i mean that's just the perfect you know we'll meet again don't know where don't know when but i know we'll meet again some sunny day but they fucking won't. Oh, yeah. Because the world is over. It's done. <laughs> you know? It's no just, more planes it's fucking. Good. It's too good. I actually just... I recently... feel like, Garrett, are you falling asleep over there? No, oh, I'm good. Okay, I saw I'm you like listening. your head going down. Yeah. I was like, we do need to... No, I'm good. Okay, good, good. Also, I watched Armageddon again recently, and there's, there's a joke in that movie about uh, Slim Pickens riding the, the nuclear weapon. I feel like I remember it. Movie. Oh, really? Yeah, because they like, do a Steve joke Buscemi, about that? Steve Buscemi as Rockhound. That's right. He's like... He's like, he's like, I just wanted to feel the power between my legs. You know, he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I was just trying to be like, he's like riding the nuclear weapon. They're like, will you please get off the nuclear weapon? <laughs> I was just trying to ride it like Slim Pickens That's in that movie. Crazy. What's it called? And whenever people in movies like reference other movies, like, what's that one movie? Yeah, yeah. It's like, the one with the what guy. it's called. Yeah. yeah. But my, my top one is definitely, and I'm kind of cheating by doing another Cronenberg, but the fly yeah that's all i was thinking yeah. about when you guys were going Perfect. through these so I was like it's so gotta be sin- the fly since you since you didn't since you hadn't chosen any uh, yeah. garrett why what about your thoughts on the fly I, like, I mean i just love that movie that movie is so like weird and goopy and like yeah, yeah, fun yeah. And, and bizarre how do you think zero. how do you think it is a technophobic movie though I mean, or it's science phobic. It's right? very Jurassic Park in that regard. I think it's just like somebody also, that Jeff Gold. Yes, it's just somebody that like has discovered a thing and they mm. can do the thing. So they got to do the thing. You know, damn the uh, the proper uh, testing and preparation to actually do. We the have thing. to push the envelope. Yeah, at all costs. yeah. It's yeah. just it's that like rampant. Uh, you know, it's the reanimator thing. It's the Frankenstein mm-hmm. thing. It's just the we can. Reanimator so we actually would be a great choice for this list. Yeah, it's it's yeah. we can so we should. I like yeah. how he is. Uh, his his downfall comes in the way that his ego takes the form of I created it, thus I am invincible to it. Yeah, and that is a very that Frankenstein thing. Yeah, because yeah. Frankenstein is ultimately attacked by the creature, and it's like he thought, "Oh, I am this creature's father," and it's like, "No, yeah. you're you're actually not. Right. You're just the creator." And even uh, Ian right. Malcolm, uh, you know, God, uh, man destroys God was yeah. part of his little his yeah. little yeah. rant. Yeah. But the cool, the great thing about the fly is that all those things are true, and yet there's this one yes, little element. thing that he didn't plan for. Yes, that you literally can't control. Like you can't control. Like you know, flies get into your house. Like like there's there's probably a fucking fly yeah. flying around my living room at home right now. Like who knows how it got in? It just gets in. That's what happens. Mm. Flies are elements of chaos. They just get in and they do their fly thing. They like throw up on themselves and do whatever you know, <laughs> and like. And that's the one thing he didn't plan for is yeah. the tiniest little microscopic thing that you couldn't have possibly considered, but yet it alters the whole course it of his everything. life and changes everything. He doesn't follow the same arc as when when uh, John Hammond said, "Oh, next time we'll do better." Right? He can't. There's says, no yeah, next. There will time. be no, there's next no time. second chance. Yeah. This is him realizing there's no next time, and unlike Hammond, it's too late for him. Yeah, yeah. and that's and that's what makes it such a dark and heartbreaking movie and one yeah, that it's is very tragic it's so fucking tragic oh, yeah. and that's why and as soon as that happens you know what like basically 30 40 minutes into the movie you know uh you know 
you know what the end is going to be yeah like, there's like, no like, yeah there's, there's no, no going back it's irreversible no, yes and uh and the final scene when i wrote my list uh, i wrote a list of percent adelphi last year of like five five moments from uh, horror movies that still haunt me. Yes, mm-hmm. I was and, gonna say that's like truly scary yeah. to me. Is the irreversible yeah. decision? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why body horror I think is yeah. so terrible because there's so many real world forms of body horror, but like in those sci fi things that it, there's the undoability of yeah. it. It's like yeah. you said about getting older. Yeah. There's certain things. It's like oh, I made decisions that are probably yeah. have permanent ramifications that right. I have to now live with. Yeah, and his is just that he's or a like fly you man. can't erase the past. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. You know, you're a kid, you're trying things out, you're fucking around, you're doing things, kids will be kids. When you're an adult, you know, you do those things too, and they're, they, you can learn from them and move on yeah. as Don't you should. Don't make the decision that However, there's no next time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and, and in The Fly, I mean, the moment that I chose for that list was uh, just the final, the end, was yeah. the, uh, the, the creature, let's just, without spoiling too much if you haven't seen it, but the, the creature moving the shotgun let's put it that way yeah yeah yeah. and just and you're like that that's where his story ends and you get why Mm -hmm. and it's and i i feel it in my heart right now just as i'm talking about it really i just feel like i feel like fucking crying just even talking about it because it's just damn like that's where it ended for him you fucked up and you know and you know exactly it's the right decision (laughs) you would do the same thing if you were in his position that's one of the one of the reasons I listen to true crime a lot is because I'm fascinated with the idea of what if I made the innocuous decision that yeah. ultimately leads to being murdered? Like what if I took the job that that I get yeah. stabbed at? You know, like what, like uh, that yeah. kind of a thing. And that is such a weird mortal concern, but it's it's a meditation on that chaos element yeah. on the fly, on yeah. the power goes down, the storm that's coming into Jurassic yeah. Park. When I know that at the time people saw it as like an AIDS metaphor. Yeah. Like, yeah, what if what if you you know, you slept around a lot. One night, you didn't wear protection. Well, that's the one night that you know you can't take that back. It lined mm-hmm. up. Boom. There yeah. you go. It's the one thing you didn't plan for, but there it is. You know. Now yeah. you're a fly. <laughs> now you're a fly. Now you're a fly, yeah. man. And now you're yeah. Doctor Seth Brundlefly. Yeah. I've never seen this. This is how Brundlefly you know, eats. Oh my that's God. for a while. That's a huge success for the fly. Yeah. yeah the yeah. fly, like massive upgrade. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Massive upgrade. Until he got a donut. Yeah. <laughs> he like no fly gets yeah. a, a whole donut. But the cool thing, uh, I've never seen the sequel, but I've heard Me the neither. sequel is like disgusting. The sequel is like great. way more intense. I got the two pack disc, but there's one thing that they do that's a fucked up bit of body horror. And this is not a spoiling thing, yeah, please. But you know how uh, he puts the monkey in one end and he transports it, but it oh doesn't reassemble God, it right. Yeah. There's somehow there's Cronenberg. a machine established that hasn't been tweaked yet, so that's happening with it. And there's a character that someone throws into it and turns it on to do that to them, and oh they know God. that. So when he's in the machine, he's like, "Let me out!" out and then. And now he's a fucked up mass oh, of goops. Crazy. And I, that is That's some terrible. horrifying, I have no mouth and I must scream shit. That <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, oh yeah. My that God. is like, flips a switch on you. Oh, oh. And you're just rem- have you ever read me. that story? You no. guys should no, I haven't. go home and read, I have no mouth and I must scream. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a five to ten minute I read. Mean, I'm already, and it I'm will ruin your fucking life. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I think it's Harlan Ellison too, if I remember correctly. Oh, R.I.P. And so, yeah. I, it and, might not yeah. be. I could be wrong on that, but I think it is. Well, and also you're reminding but it's me that too of, of the the biggest part of the technophobic element that where the fly ends and at the very end he's he's no longer just part fly, part he's no longer the brundle fly, but he's also part machine at yes. the very end. Yeah, like yeah. he's 
he's been fused with the you know like the cords and the yeah. cables and so we get into the, the real Cronenberg of yes. it all. Where oh, yeah. you know, yes, yeah. that's where like that's full, you bring that's where he's gone yeah. full Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which he's binding yeah. with the technology yeah. around him, which is yeah. Exactly. Remind me to tell you, or should I do it on the air about do a it. thing in a history of violence that oh, I was please. waiting for? We've all seen oh, yeah. that movie. Right? I have I not love, seen that movie. That's actually. probably okay, my, well, this I, okay, honestly, that's this my spoil. Basically, my favorite Cronenberg. Okay, it's a brilliant it. movie, and the whole thing is, you know, he was former mob, and now right. it's catching up to him. In the book, it's not. It's a comic book. Right. Uh, yeah. It's not that he is a former mobster. It's that him and his buddy, when they were kids, knew when the mob was going to make like a, a drop, mm-hmm. and they showed up and took him out and took the money. Mm. And then, and his buddy got grabbed by them, and he got Whoa. away. Okay. And so now that's catching up to him. And unlike the movie, his family is like into it. Yeah. They're just like whatever, you know. It's in the past or whatever. But in the book, he when he eventually it all comes to a head and he gets to the bad guy's hideout, he finds in a closet his buddy. No arms, no legs, burned to skin, just being kept alive with nothing. And he's been there for like 30 years on meat hooks, what the fuck? still alive. Wow. And the whole time I was watching A History of Violence, knowing it was directed by Cronenberg, I was like, yeah, you're like, what are they going to do with that? Yeah. He would and totally it never have done did that. that. He would surprised. have totally done that. Yeah. And it, but it's like a completely different yeah, story. Yeah, it doesn't really it's work really with the a story. Different, it's yeah. a different, the whole thing's different. It's just like basic concept adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to see that so bad because it was like one of the things when I read it, that, that just like and you know what if I watched the movie first and then read the there you go but yeah. you know though it, it didn't change anything though because I think that's a five star movie um, yeah. it's brilliant yeah. and uh, but yeah that's like I w- it was that's such a fucked up thing that yeah. his buddy was just kept alive on nothing that's with crazy. all of his shit so body horror yeah but, I I actually had miscounted How so I'll do throw you a, fuck that up yeah <laughs> to quote William Hurt yeah yeah Garrett you would love that movie yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll watch it's it good. He point. made it during his that um, Eastern yeah, Promises uh, Eastern and a Promises, Dangerous Method. Yep, yep. This was his Vigo. Not, I've not seen any of those. His Vigo movies. Yeah, yeah, you should see a Dangerous Method. It's a. Uh, I heard they're all good. good. It's not. That's not my favorite, but it's yeah. good. It's interesting. So I'll just gloss through this one. Time Crimes, I think, is funny. Oh, because yeah. so good. With Time Crimes, he finds out about the technology, immediately starts abusing the technology, and as it gets worse, commits to abusing it to fix it. Yeah, and still doesn't do it. But then my number one, the one that I think is the best one, because they almost literalize it, is Spider-Man 2. Okay. Because Spider-Man, his whole mantra is, with great power comes, comes. great responsibility. Yes. With technology comes great power. With uh, great power oh, right. comes I, great responsibility. Uh, now it's all striking me. Yeah. And so Spider-Man, he is a guy who has been granted superhuman powers. Yep. And he has figured out a way to use them to better things. Mm-hmm. And so he feels that he must do it. The problem for Spider-Man is that that brings problems into his personal life. Right. On the other end of it is Dr. Octopus, mm-hmm. who has built this amazing thing to create this, uh, this some crazy source of fusion energy. But yeah. he needs to have this super technological machine to do it. And in order to do it, it has to be able to tap into his brain. Right. But of course, the inhibitor chip blows <laughs> because the power from is that really the, what it's called. I, the movie? I believe it is right? called the inhibitor yeah. chip blows. And now the technology is fused with him. Yeah. So it's a great performance too. There's oh, still, you know, oh. yeah. There's still, uh, there's still a little bit of that humanity there. Mm-hmm. But he 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 slowly loses it as the technology takes over because once again he thought about coulda and not shoulda. Yeah, yeah. And so run parallel to somebody who didn't choose to go down that path and is now struck with it and mm-hmm. as a result sees the responsibility to use it well versus someone who went down that path and you know kind of went mad through that path 
they have a different reaction to this technology. And Spider-Man 2 is quite literally, thematically, all about that. That's totally what that and is. I didn't even think about there. that. Yeah. That's cool. So That's with a good tech one. comes power. With power comes... I had I had two thoughts to add to the list because I all I could think about when we, when you presented this damn was like cell phones because I feel like that yeah, is yeah, just yeah. the thing totally. that we're in the midst of, but I was trying to think of like good examples and I couldn't think of too many and I, I basically I have two, one of them I think is just funny and the other one is so the Dark Knight actually yeah. at the time was kind of like laughable right. that they did this thing where he ta- he hacked every citizen's oh, yeah, cell yeah, phone yeah. Totally and used it to out, like yeah. map. And Morgan city. Freeman was like against it too. Right, the, the thing that at cool the thing, end yeah. is like shutting all that down. We'll do like, it just this one time. Right, if we're gonna do this, we're doing it. But you're gonna let me fucking destroy it it's when like, it's I'm over. afraid I'll have to tend to my resignation. <laughs> right, it's uh, and I think like that's so much less laughable now. It's yeah. like because now we're living in a world where it's like we actually oh, kind of know that that is happening. Yep, you know, like snow. That's like three or four years before right. Snowden. You yeah. Know? Like, it's so yeah. I think that's very interesting that that movie employs that as like a big plot device yeah. and uh, is kind of about that. And then the funny one I had uh, is sort of like an inverse like technophobia movie in the sense that Phone Booth is kind of a technophobia <laughs> yeah. movie. Harry Cohen, baby. But it's like about a, a, a technology that is already old and dead but we should be afraid of because the new technology of cell phones allows us to be anywhere we want. Oh yeah. Being trapped in a phone booth makes us like vulnerable. That's like dangerous. And then he followed yeah. that up. Larry Cohen followed his next movie that he wrote after that was cellular. Oh, Wait, did he really? That, was, that was him. Yeah. It was Larry Cohen. Yeah. Phone booth? He wrote phone booth. He wrote cellular. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. So funny. I just know. thought that was funny. That's like, even at the time it was already about a technology that was dead. Like nobody was yeah. using phone booths. You know, <laughs> I had a comedic one that I thought of, which was Rocky Four. Oh which yeah, is the robot. Because, well, oh my god! If you want to train for no, it's not even the robot. Yeah. I mean that that's just a cautionary. What's his friend's don't name again? Polly. Polly. Polly is like a weird robot. Like, well, what's weird is it has like a a man like a robot voice, and then later <laughs> yeah. he's like talking to her, and it just has like a girl's voice. And it's like <laughs> I can't wait for you to get back, Polly. And then he says to Rocky, like, "Yeah, hey, when we get back, I'm getting a cords." Which implies oh that he, he's, he's fucking the robot. Yeah. He's definitely fucking the robot, yeah. and like and, and Polly is ejaculating inside of the robot. He's a pe- like Polly is a, a shit. He's a piece of shit. But like, but, but Rocky, Rocky is four, like still fucking crying over his grave. Oh like yeah, the Creed two yeah. trailer. Yeah. Had some time. People man. like me, we live in the past. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. But in Rocky four, the the way that I thought of it was. He's got to fight Ivan Drago. Yeah. And Ivan Drago relies on right. steroids True. and oh, stopwatches yes. and clipboards and laboratories <laughs> and, to get and, himself. Uh, and Rocky treadmills that he has uh, heart. He, he goes to Russia. He chickens. pulls horses. He catches yeah. chickens. He's lifting logs True. and screaming at Duke. It's it's a he goes that way and because he doesn't this is of course this is all just goofy but if he doesn't succumb to technology yeah. and he wins True. but. At the end of the day, he is all about leaning towards the future. Because as he says, if you can change and I can change, then everybody can change. And then the Cold War will be over. (laughs) And there we go. And what was the Cold War but a battle of tech? It really really was. It was, you know, who can can get closest? Right. Absolutely. I would also say, uh, have you guys seen Unfriended? I haven't, oh, dude. Yet. I fucking love Unfriended. Unfriended is really good. I heard yeah. it's good. There's a, and there's a sequel coming out this summer. Um, Dark Web. Dark Web. I don't really know if it's so much technophobic, but they just it, buy black just... tar heroin and die because yeah. oh it's God. the Dark Web. There you go. <laughs> but it's actually really good at just being like, yeah, this is you know kind of quote unquote how we live now. Like you know, like our life kind of you know takes place on a screen in some ways, and so to have like an entire movie 
take place on a screen, it's increasingly less a gimmick and more of like a reality. Yeah. You know I, mean? I will say I saw that in the theater and I loved it. And then when it came out on video, I watched it on my iPad, and it is so good on an iPad yeah, because there it, you go. it remains 100% of the time mm-hmm. in someone's real world with actual logos, yeah. laptop screen. And when you're sitting there just like in a chair at your house watching it on an iPad, it takes on a really crazy life, and it is, yes. it's pretty... Yeah, it's it gets yeah. into your it gets into. That's your how place. Open Windows was for me. Yes, oh, I yeah, watched yeah. Open, open Windows, Windows on that. a computer, and it's I was like, "This movie. is crazy. Yeah. This is so know. meta." Yeah. Oh, yes. And and the cool thing too is that Unfriended, like, if you watch it, like, I'm sure if I watched it again, I would notice even more. But there's a lot of little details hidden. It like takes mm, full advantage mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. screen. Yeah. Because you can see little hints of yeah. the plot just in like the name of the names of certain files, files that are stuff, on the yeah. side, like. Yeah. You're like, oh, I, I think that she's lying about this thing, or she, mm-hmm. like, you really, it really is a movie that asks you to scan every little inch of the screen. That's interesting. Just like super cool. Yeah, that is cool. Well, uh, should we wrap it up? Yeah, here, let's do it. Primer upgrade Robocop Splice Species 28 Days Later 2001. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I was thinking we'll about Robocop 2, but specifically the Robocop 2? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Robocop yeah. as well. Well, um, I, Robocop does wrestle with the idea of like should or sure. could because like yeah. they shouldn't have brought him back. Right. But it's told they through did. his catharsis of, I mean, his last line is, you know, call me Murphy or something. Yeah. Like right. That, where it's like, oh, no, he actually has retained his humanity. But now he has to live that. But it's a battle yeah. that he had to fight to yeah. get there. <laughs> I think it's cool. stuff, my friends. Did you guys <laughs> see the remake? I yeah, did. I did. thought it was interesting. Like, it was like, I it, mean, it, it suffered from right. mainstream sensibilities, but. It, it leans cool. a little bit more into like the the neurology yeah. of of memory and the brain and trauma mm. and things like that, which I think was was pretty cool. I remember but otherwise didn't it was add fine. anything I mean, new. You yeah. can't touch RoboCop, and they tried, so it's as yeah. good as it gets. They they changed. They the got a good director, uh, Padilla. What's Padilla, his name? Yeah. and Michael Keaton and Samuel L. J. are in it. So mm. that's cool. Hold on it. to your Jay Butson. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook yeah. and Tumblr and Libsyn and all those places at uh, I Like Two PayPal. Movie. You yeah. can find me no, on PayPal. No, nope, you can't. <laughs> uh, uh, you I can like, find me on PayPal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at I Like Two Movie, the numeric two. Uh, you can email us, I Like Two Movie at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. It's with an F, letterbox.com slash Philadelphia, Cinedelphia.com, farsightedblog.com, and uh, that's all my plugs. All right, I'm going to do my plugs, but then I forgot I ruined this note for this, oh. this piece. Of, but, okay, so, yeah, Dan Scully on everything, Letterbox, <laughs> Twitter, all that stuff, Cinadelphia.com, Findy.com. Uh, oh, you should uh, get a movie, John. I put an uh, oh, yes. article in their latest issue, and it's a really fun issue. There's a code that you can crack on it, so check that out. And by the time this drops, I will guest on their podcast. Uh, I saw it in a I movie. I saw it in a movie. Uh, so we're gonna talk about the future, actually. Yeah, I so it's a it's I'm a excited. it's like a Dear Abby podcast, but with movies. But with I movies. guess we we'll call it. And you should also check out Shame Files as well from uh, Ryan nice. and Jill at Cinadelphia. Yeah, and um, you can find me on Twitter. Also, I've obviously lost my voice now. Yeah. Um, at Andrew M Elijah on Twitter. Um, you can email me at andyelijah at gmail dot com, and I write uh, as. So do you guys uh, various reviews and features for Cinadelphia. Um, so yeah, that's like, that's kind of basically what you can find. Um, and we are doing that cool um, 
top blockbusters countdown thing yeah. just to plug that again yeah go to cinedelphia.com and uh, i just wrote about abram's star trek yep. um, that's a really good piece I wrote yeah, about thanks, armageddon. yeah yeah you just did armageddon what you did something recently too right? i did not do one on you the top 25 yet. yet mine's coming up uh my ent- my first entry is fast five <laughs> so, <laughs> hell yeah dude well, i, I gotta write actually about- only have two i have fast five and um uh oh actually i don't remember what i have <laughs> okay <laughs> i gotta but, write uh, about the six coming up what is it? I got to write about Fury 6. Oh, right on. Yeah. Right on. So, yeah, I mean, not to spoil too many, but like the Fast and the Furious. Uh, oh, they're on it a lot. Big, big turn made a lot of yeah. <laughs> appearances family. on this list. Yeah. It's you know, pretty You don't cool. turn your back on family. Nah. Oh, and in Jurassic World, apparently you don't turn your back on the raptor cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, Chris exactly. Pratt says that Except to a guy yeah. as he's turning his back on the raptor cage That's because Colin Trevorrow is remedial. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. prequel to Jurassic Park, what does that look like? What prequel does a prequel Z. to Jurassic Park look like? Oh, no, not okay. what oh, does this oh, literally oh, look oh. like. Right. I know it's a post-it note with Mark on it. What does a prequel to Jurassic Park look like? I don't know. Jurassic <laughs> Babies. It's a young John okay. Hammond. Yeah, I don't know. It's about you know, young John Hammond and his flea circus. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's Which pretty I good. Which I didn't really necessarily still get. But who's, the, who's the young John Hammond? Tom Hiddleston. Oh, yeah. okay. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking Gerard Butler. No, <laughs> Gerard Butler. Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. My kills. I don't know if there's anything in a prequel to Jurassic Park, right? Well, exactly. So the there's question, but there's nothing in a sequel either, and here we are four deep. The prequel yeah, yeah. to Jurassic so Park. What's is, the prequel? Okay, the actual dinosaurs back before the copyright. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like oh, Benji the it. Hunted, just yeah. a silent movie with dinosaurs. What if there's a science dinosaur that ended up doing something that attracted the comet that wiped them out to Earth? Oh, I like Ooh. that. That's fun. You know, and so yeah. they're just they were aliens more land. Than we do. It's what obviously aliens a raptor. Land? Ooh, aliens land. What if? The War of the World Aliens yes. land, and they come back. That's when they week. get underground. And yes, shed. Oh, so yes. This is just oh, a Spielberg perfect. universe movie. Boom! The yeah. SSCU, uh, Steven Spielberg Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and the T Rex is like, I don't know who these guys are, but as long as you mind your own fucking business, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get in your way. <laughs> just <laughs> crawl <laughs> under the ground. I'm fine. Just yeah. do your thing. Pretty nice. good. All right, ready, rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, man. Let's get out. Uh, I like. Uh, how's yep. it go? My, My name, name is, is Dan Smith, yeah. and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Andy Elijah. I love to movie movie. <laughs> we all know that you love to movie movie because we Sweet. like yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>